Price was 12 years old. Stumbled down streets of Marlboro Golds. A little thirsty for a hand to hold. Anyone to elevate his name. Burned a juniper smudge at dawn. Danced round with nothing but a skivvy's arm. To a yet unwritten Ray Wiley Hubbard song. But he knew every lyric all the same. are back here at the old oak table in the taylor park better well known by most floridians as oak hill florida joining us tonight is a guest uh one of the more integral parts of the upcoming thingy before the dinghy jacqueline Hey, everybody. That's the, that's the part where you say hi. Hello. Jay Quellen in the house. Jay Quellen. And, of course, Ben's down on the end of the table where typically Jameson would be seated. Well, he's on his way. And he's, he's en route. Uh, and Marcus. Hey, hello. So, uh, here we are on the eve of... Christmas, baby. annual. It's going to be Christmas for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. On the eve of the fifth annual Dingy Derby weekend, um, I think this would be the third Dingy Derby, really? Or no, I'm sorry, the the thingy before the Dingy. Third thingy. Yeah, third third thingy, fifth Derby slash poker run. Um, It just gets all so confusing. It's just, like it's like it, well, it's like us naming episodes. I was going to say it follows number. a naming right. convention. Yes. Um, so, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. If you happen to listen to this tomorrow morning before you wander over to pick up your beer and provisions and head over towards MDC, uh, if you've already gotten your ticket um, this year, the ticket to do the thingy before the dinghy is uh, buying an IF4 ticket because that's how we're ending the night is with the International Fly Fishing Film Festival 2023. Um, All proceeds from the sale of those tickets goes directly to Marine Discovery Center. Um, So... You need a ticket to come to the event. Uh, if you have a ticket to the event, you're at the event, um, you're entitled to participate in the raffle, uh, which is fucking kick-ass this year. Oh, it is. Um, I, it it's amazes me every year how much better it gets every year. It's still jealous. Um, we can't participate. If, if you are listening to this and you're like, man, shit, I didn't get a ticket yet. Well, at midnight tonight, Friday night, uh, prior to the event, the ticket window closes online. So expect that the ticket tomorrow will be $20. Um, and that's just, by the way, we're going to have things set up um, for credit card payments um, based on 
the denominations for um, buying raffle tickets. That's it. So, unfortunately, if you snooze, do you lose, and it costs you an extra five bucks. And that's to the benefit of MDC, so no sniffling and bitching. Yeah, no one should be sad. That's right. Um, so, uh, what are your all's thoughts, gentlemen? What do you think? Uh, we've got great weather, looks like. It, uh, looks, it looks great. Last time the I checked the weather, the forecast. Better. Yeah. Nice and cool in the mornings and evenings. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nice. Little little sea breeze happening. Mm-hmm. I need a, just enough breeze to keep the B word down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Let's see. What do we got here? I haven't looked since yesterday because yesterday it was so good. I was like, I don't even need to look anymore. Ooh, we've got the uh, breezy um, icon. But that ends right at sunset. It does. Hmm. Interesting. We should get that little whisper of wind. And it looks like... I didn't get those notes. You know what? That's not sunset. (laughs) That's sunrise. (laughs) Whoops. Ooh, real. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Saturday's low will be 66 between 5 and 6 a.m. Ah, there we go. Okay. High of 76 between 3 and 4, and then it just drops off down and almost to the mid 60s by the time we're watching the show. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you, Jim. And then uh for the actual Dingy Derby poker run. High sun, no clouds. Yeah. High of seventy five. Right as we pull into Can the final stop. Perfect. Perfection. Yep. Absolutely perfect. So Variable uh, W. So yes. it should be good. There you go. All right. Um what's uh What's the thoughts? What are what are we gonna? What, what do you think is gonna be the the number for? My lovely bride is thinking fifteen. That's what I was fixing to throw out. Yeah, and I did not consult with your lovely bride. I mean, no. based on the prizes that we have, the prizes should inspire some wallets to open wide. I would hope so. Because there are some kick-ass trips, mm-hmm. there's some kick-ass gear, some wonderful artwork. Do I go one or ninety-nine? Oh, mm. go with Let's go one. with the over. I'm gonna go. Oh, you're gonna say over fifteen? Yeah. All right, I like your style. I love it. <laughs> well, um, enough of that, because. Um, I'm sure people are probably pretty saturated on having to hear us for the last month promote the uh, event. We hope we see you there. If we don't see you there, we may or may not see you next year. Um, but that's okay. So, uh, Ben? Yeah. We have notes. We do. It starts yeah. out with? A lot. Why is that person doing that? All state nails it. <laughs> have you guys seen that commercial? No. No, sir. Oh, Lord. Have you seen it, Jacqueline? Okay. So, um, Mark, you're hooked into the board, I'm thinking. So, let me pot this back up. If you do a search on YouTube, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. It's uh, Allstate Podcast Commercial. 
It is by far. Hey, can you make me something with this shark? Oh. Right, let's go cook. Oh, 45 pound shark. First step. Oh, that's. <laughs> Why is that person doing that? It's a shark. Sorry. So, um, whoever the creative team was over at Allstate, um, they they're in good hands. Is it Allstate or is it State Farm? I can't remember. Allstate. I think it was Allstate. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. They might not be geniuses. Let's see. Hold on. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's it. So it is Allstate. Um, I think I've been seeing it during football, which in the SEC, the Allstate um, extra point uh, mm-hmm. zone is probably why. So we're going to play this. Uh, obviously, if you haven't seen it, you're going to get the audio right now. You should go watch it. It's uh, pretty freaking funny. Let's see if we get if uh, Mark has ad free um, YouTube. Here we go. Those are the people who know to choose Allstate. Big tea drinker. Yeah. There's a podcast about tea. He knows, and he wants you to know too. I was listening to a podcast on if dogs know their dogs. There's a podcast about that. Just like he'd want you to know about Allstate. There's a podcast about fly fishing called "Why Is That Person Doing That." It's called Tea Ripping. Listening to a podcast. Some people just know. That's pretty good. It's called "Why Is That Person Doing That." And the the actor that they have doing it is. It fits really well. It's. He he does like every bit of his mannerisms, like you know, like even like his eye movement is like fucking perfect. And it's the guy you would expect to say, "There's a podcast about that." About that, yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's always a welcome um, thing to me personally when you see fly fishing depicted in. Um, Current culture, um, and done well. Right. Um, you know, what comes to mind is when it's not done well with like, um, a co- real couple of years ago, there was like an Asian guy and mm-hmm. it was like, uh, uh, some kind of medicine, medicine they, commercial, medicine commercial. And he was like casting it like he would cast a spinning rod. He had the real, you know, like upside down. Um, you know, it's like, couldn't I mean for as much money as you're trying to bag down with this drug? Couldn't you right. like hired like a consultant to come in and say, "Okay, fellas, let's make this at least look believable." Exactly. But uh, unfortunately, they did not. So, yeah, sounds good, perfect. Um, but uh, I've been dying to share that with you guys. My That's a good is one. Still the old man with the dollar bill. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got it. Well, that's Tenkara. <laughs> that's with a game pole. Same thing. Yeah. Um, our next show note's actually pretty interesting. Okay. Um, the header is brand loyalty in fly fishing. Is it the company or the ambassador? Why do you have loyalty to a brand? Has a brand lost your loyalty and why? Okay. So let's start out. Let's start out. What's the first? What's the first? Um, is it the company or the ambassador? Okay. So I think we'll do this kind of round robin style. Okay. Uh, you know, it's almost uh, you know, it's it's not a trout set, strip set, but yeah. it's it's definitely a let's get everybody's opinion. We're gonna call it in the current. Yeah. So I think it's definitely 
the brand. Correct. Well, thank you for acknowledging. I just want you to that know your right. opinion was right. It is. It's always right. I, I, it's it's always a pleasure making sure that you get to enjoy my 100%. presence. Um, the reason I feel it's the brand um, more so than the ambassador is um, if if done well, a brand evokes a connection to the sport, the lifestyle. Um, And since typically most brands have multiple, if not many, (coughs) ambassadors, I may not relate to each and every one of their ambassadors. Um, And that's why it's really important that the brand have its own identity and capture me at brand level Mm -hmm. because I may not like your ambassador, um, but I can probably look past that if I still really dig the feeling, the, um, that, that the brand evokes. Um, but that doesn't mean it lasts forever. So, Jacqueline, what do you what's what say you? See if you get Ben to endorse your position. Oh boy, no pressure. Um, Lean into that mic a little bit. Here we go. Um, so for me, I think it's it's also brand a lot, and a lot of that's because your personal relationship's going to be more with your with your brand, right? So if I if I have a rod break or a, an issue with the reel, I'm going to reach out to the brand, not my ambassador. Um, at least when it comes to your your lifelong relationship with the equipment you use. Um, but when you're getting started out, I could see where, you know, you uh, you go on a guide trip. Your guide uses only Winston. So maybe you're sold on Winston at first. You don't necessarily know the, the brand yet. Um, so I could see it both ways. I think starting out, you, you rely on those ambassador relationships, but ultimately you're going to end up with the... Uh, the brand. You got to stay straight. You got to hug. You got to stay mic. straight on it. It's all you got to. It's you all can, about the can, eyes. You can look at us with the, yeah, eyes, with the eyes, or <laughs> you turn your head. Your your your. Or, or you the listeners like are. You can do this, Jack, out. and you can glue it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Test test. <laughs> yeah. So that's. I think that was the uh, first part of your question. What was the second? Well, we're not there yet. Oh. Okay, so I want to jump in and just ask for some clarification. So, um, you're saying that one of the initial things that might bring you to the brand is your ability to identify with an ambassador. Um, and you use the example of a guide, your guide, you happen to be in the boat and you realize this is the rod brand he's using. I'm having a good day, a fun day. I'm obviously this guy knows what he's doing because that's why we're having a fun day. Maybe it's because we're fishing these rods. So I'm probably going to go back and seek out these rods and see where that takes me. Um, So with that being said, at what point does that individual and his decision, which 
by the way, is driven by monetary um, consideration. Do you follow the ambassador or do you stay with the brand? Because like down here, um, case in point, one of the founders of Hell's Bay, he no longer is doing anything. Bring him on. Um, never, he no longer associates with the brand that he built. And many, 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 many people fell in love with Flip first. And that led them to Hell's Bay. But now that Flip has left Hell's Bay, and Hell's Bay still exists as a boat builder, he's now with East Cape. What what say you? Would you be like instantly like, mm, maybe something's changed over at Hell's Bay and I need to really start looking at East Cape for as a choice for a skiff, if that's what you're in the market for. And I could go back and probably point out he's a TFO guy right now, Flip is. But before that, I believe he was with another rod company. Like, um, you know, it's not very uncommon for the ambassadors to go to the BBD, the bigger, better deal. Oh. So... <laughs> um, does that influence like how you're thinking about this at all to to think like a little bit more long term or I mean if it's if it's truly and, and there's there's no wrong answer here we're just trying to explore this subject from the standpoint of if our little mess of merry men and women here happen to find the ear of an executive in the fly fishing world, they would never admit it. But they might say, you know what? We should think about this a little bit more critically. Is it really the follower count and such that we should be chasing to, to bring people into our brand? Or is it just the brand ourself and like, you know, perhaps because we're more inclusive and like we value everybody that fishes our rod, not just this select few that we hoist up mm-hmm. for basically hero worship. Um, that what happens when they leave? Are 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 they going with them, or have we established a brand identity? not an ambassador identity. I, I, I'm not sure of the answer on that, other than I think it's, to me, brand loyalty first, because mm-hmm. I've seen guys come and go, girls come and go, and it almost makes you jaded to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, our next person that's going to um, give us their opinion Surprise guest, the huge fly fisherman, Ben Sittig. What do you think? Well, um, I, I, I only heard the latter part of that conversation. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Okay, well, hold on. Let Ben. Yeah. But I have an opinion. Hold on. Uh, you need the full, well, you need need the full the... context. Um, is it the company or the ambassador that makes you 
breeds brand loyalty for you? Uh, Ooh, this is tough. Ben's got some relationships <laughs> with some people. I, I, mean, my, my, I, I, I believe in going with my gut, and the first thing that popped into my head is the brand. Yep. Right? Yeah. Um, cause I, I, and now that, you know, have a few more seconds to think about it, I know I can be, uh, fickle in, in what brands I'm supporting. So if you're on the consumer side of things, then yeah, I'd, I'd say brand over, uh, whoever's representing that brand. Boom. There you go. Yeah. You almost said consumer, like it was like a bad, <laughs> like thing. we were peasants. <laughs> Like, no, it's like just, like I, we're not I, I am, quite huge. I am on both sides of the, I am on both sides of that equation, so I have to Perfect. differentiate from what perspective I am speaking. I so, gotcha. what's the perspective as the huge one and not the consumer? Um, my perspective <laughs> on that is something that I've thought about for a while, and I think it's funny that um, um, so sh- there there are a lot of guides that are whatever ambassadors and they don't have much of a social media presence or not ambassadors, pro staff, all different, whatever category it is. Right. Um, Whether they're getting a free sticker or whether they're getting paid cash, you know, is there a difference between the two? Oh, humongous difference. Okay. I get all kinds of free stuff, but not many people are putting, dollars in the bank account. You know, okay. That's a very different thing. Yeah. Uh, what I'm getting at is that, um, and this is going to sound absolutely uh, self-serving, and uh, but, it, but it's from my perspective, um, I, it's all about who sees the stuff. And in, from my point of view, it's clicks and views and things like that. Right. Whereas the, a guide is, you know, getting paid or getting free stuff. And for all the people that are in their boat, they're seeing the whatever brand rods. Um, And some of those people have no social media presence at all. And on the other side of things, somebody like me, I'm using whatever rod. You know, there are thousands and thousands of people seeing that every week. Uh, So um, so I think I should be getting paid. (laughs) this, uh, that's that's the way I see it, and not that the, it's not valid for for um, the guides to be. Let me uh, let me let me put it compensated a, or, or supported in some way. But I think here's the, the litmus test. Valid as well. Okay, Ben, um, Mark, and I both own rod companies. Um, I've taken a, a, a look at your YouTube channel, and so is Mark. And we've noticed that you're, you know, month over month, year over year, you've been growing in clicks, uh, likes, subscriptions, views, views, uh, minutes watched. Um, our social media team has come to us and said, we need to get with Ben and uh, forge a relationship. We need him uh, fishing our stuff on his YouTube channel. Um, Is it simply a bidding war between Mark and I, or at some point, is it what you like and you would get paid? You'd be willing to be paid less to fish a rod that you really liked, or is it Mark outbids me? And I'm, even though I know 
that you like my stuff better because you've told me that several times. Um, I just didn't have it in the budget, but Mark did. It's a, uh, you know, like the answer to all questions in fly fishing, it depends. Um, I would say that, um, you know, if Moonshine Rods wanted to give me $100,000 to wreck their rods, well, 100000 yeah. is a strong thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I might jump at that. But, uh, no, I, I try to limit, uh, you know, I try to have some conscience and responsibility in that, that I don't support products that are absolute dog shit. Um, I may um, prefer some other product from over something that I am promoting, but that doesn't mean that the product that I think the product that I'm promoting isn't a good product. I might like something better. Um, and you know, just like anything, I think most of the time you're going to follow the dollars. If, if that's what you're trying to do is get paid, which I mean, I, I am right. You're uh, pretty, you're pretty transparent on that issue. Um, yeah. which I, I'll, I don't know, like to what level, um, you're able to see, um, analytics, but um, I have to admit, brother, I've never done this before, but I did it yesterday. I gave you a thumbs down um, because <laughs> oh. you fucking clickbaited me, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I thought I was yeah. going to like actually find something out. Like I, I, I don't have a dog in the hunt. I never watched your first video about the big brown trout. Oh, but the one I oh, should. Away. It's a good one, man. And, <laughs> good one. but then you were like the truth about it, and I was like, oh fuck, huh. mea culpa. Ben's going to fucking dish some dirt on himself. This is going to be great, self-deprecating. No, you didn't. You said it's. <laughs> I did. If you, you want it, go pay for I, you it. You just didn't watch it in the right place. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> and that's why I was like, at the end, I was like, you know, Ben, f- thumbs down, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're, like the pe- you're like the people on the Instagram reel that, that got uh, personally offended. Yes. That, that no, I, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, personally offended. I was just like, <laughs> come on, man. I mean. No, you did get personally offended, I think. Or otherwise, you wouldn't have given me a thumbs down. But, Larry. I know it's not your first day on the internet, man. You know how this works. <laughs> yeah, but it like that's wouldn't... how this works. Anybody that's surprised by something like that needs to open their eyes a little more. I think. Okay. I'm just saying, if you know, it's like live feedback. If you get enough thumbs down, you're like, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Oh, I'm firmly in touch with that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. But. <laughs> But the th- thumbs down was in the uh, overwhelming minority. You know, <laughs> the, the, it's it's well. It's the, I'm probably uh, not your. I'm probably not minority. your normal demographic either. Oh, definitely not. You I mean, know, you've told me straight up. You've told me a long time ago that if it's anything related to trout, I'm not clicking on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number one, I'm an old crusty bastard. Number two, it's trout content, not really fucking yeah. hooking me. But you hooked me with the title. I was like, oh, God damn. Ben is actually going to get fucking real. Got him. And I was like, son of a bitch. You got me. Dude, I made... I made a 25-minute video all about that other video that's real as shit. It's just not on YouTube. Yeah, well, you know, at least at least folks like April Vokey give us, like, a, a little code so that we can get behind the curtain, you know, because she considers us friends. You know, I've friends. looked into that, and I've tried that, and uh, my system is not currently set up for that right now. Believe me, I've thought of it. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> So man, we would we would love to be able to be like, oh my god, did you see? I mean, I know it's behind the paywall, but holy shit, so big stuff is so you funny. Can give me a thumbs down. 
No, so we can help promote your your uh, <coughs> private works. I understand the well, stuff in the yeah, vault. I've been I've been working on that. It shouldn't be too difficult. I should probably push the issue a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It, is it like something with your web guy or something? No, it's I use a third party. Uh, it's not the web guy. Web guy gets it done. Okay. Um, uh, no, it's a third party. I and, gotcha. Uh, they're not. I'm pretty sure they're all overseas. Oh, all right. Anyway, so uh, uh, but thanks for thanks for plugging my website, though. You're absolutely, man. We're all buddies here. Um, yeah, we love uh, you, man. Uh, you clickbaiting bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for promoting, works, we at least expect free stuff. So I know, and uh, dude, I'm I'm telling you right now, I I wish I could show up with a box full of stuff for you guys t- uh, tomorrow, but I can't. No, it's uh, all good. I'm in I'm in the process of of ditching my warehouse. And everything, all of my products are currently in transit from my warehouse to my actual house. So in the future, I'll be able to show up with a box of goodies. Well, that was convenient. Yeah, great timing, it's all, man. At all times. Sorry, out. guys, I would have hooked you up with a cool shirt, but you know, I, I, if only I, I was here next week. I look, yeah, exactly. Oh, you should have been here yesterday. So, in other words, you're flying Frontier, not <laughs> Delta first class. No, but Southwest. <laughs> oh, I, I did er, earlier this summer. I discovered like 120,000 Southwest miles from an old credit card that I didn't oh, know nice. existed. Perfect. Yeah. So oh I've wow. Been, that's been, called fraud. Yeah, I've been living off that for a while. Just steal the but card. Or, no, but, uh, I no, but we're happy for you. That's an awesome perk to find. Stumble upon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a million so I'll be... miler over here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Ben, have, are you able to endorse Ben's position? <laughs> ben, with, what? Without being famous enough to be able to see it from the huge side of life, I think it pretty logically makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Ben is Ben is acting acting as the barometer. I'm like the uh, when, Coliseum guy, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, when when we all share our our answer to that question, he's like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I know. Yeah, well, there are so having many two Bens in the conversation at. makes it confusing. <laughs> ben, I think. Yeah, now I'm getting confused. Ben one and Ben two. <laughs> yes, yeah. we, we can go Big Ben, Little Ben. That, we can do that. I'll be Little Ben. Little Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm the Little Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think. So Ben, now it's your turn uh, to let us know what your thoughts are from the other end. Of the I would table. say it is the the company, not the ambassador, and it, we we're kind of going to hit on that, but. The ambassador can lose it, the brand for me. Right. Depending on certain circumstances. Okay. Um, I'll save it for the follow-up question, I guess. Um, okay. But we'll come from the perspective of when I first got into fly fishing and kind of got caught up in the game of the bigger, better, more expensive equals more fun. Okay. Um, tarpon. And that was, yeah, equals giant juvenile tarpon. Um, the, I, I remember asking friends like, who should I be following to like, I, I want to figure this social media thing out and just see who, who's cool. And I got the quote unquote, a listers from different buddies and I'd oh. see what they were rocking and, Oh, he's got a Scott. Should, I should, I need to throw a Scott and see if it's any good. Wound up with some sage stuff, some, you know, whatever. Um, right. A couple Nautiluses, which I mean, I don't, I still like Nautiluses, but. 
that you can get caught up into the ambassador side of it for sure, especially like when you're very new. You're very impressionable. Okay. Choose your friends wisely. There you go. Marcus? So I have to go with neither, even though Ooh, I am very contrarian. a yes. Winston slash able whore. Um, at the end of the day, it comes down to what I like. Like my most favorite rod is the six weight Lampson. Okay, hands down, right? But we also have the Cortland Walmart rod, mm-hmm. right? That. What do you like most about Winston? The availability at the big box store. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah, I don't know why everybody was complaining. Hell, I mean, you're getting them cheaper. That's Maybe, right. You know, and there's there's shops out there right now that are offering discounts on last year's models. But that's another that. story for another day. But at the end of the day, I think you know, being one of the old guys at the table, it was it used to be brand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chevy was like a rock, right? New, yeah, you're either a Chevy guy or a Ford guy, right? Now, I think it's what Big Ben, I guess we call him. Mm-hmm. Is that Huge where we're ben. at? Ambassadors and social media push so many things that it influences a lot. Like if you see, if your ads are Moonshine Rod, um, which Alan Real. You know, whatever. I'm I'm just picking names. You can be heavily influenced via social media and their ambassadors. Okay. Um, I I think I probably share a lot of your same opinion that when I look at rods, it's what works best for me mm-hmm. and. My six weight may be one brand. My eight weights are a different right. brand. Um, and it even gets down to I've got some eight weights that are my like daily driver that I'm willing to break because they're going to get the hardest usage in the skiff on a daily basis. But then there's a couple of eight weights that I have that if I'm going to do a specific task, I want that. Because it's a one piece, and mm-hmm. I like the feel of that right. specifically for that time of year sure. or whatever. Um, so, you know, brand loyalty, I don't know. Um, but but I do I do think the the vibe of the brand is important. Um, Mister Siddig brings up um, moonshine. And I know Moonshine catches tons of shit. Um, I I think an entire industry of creating memes about Moonshine exists. Um, I've never cast one of the rods. I don't even have a basis. And for as many people that call them pieces of shit, it's like they still sell a lot of reels. Have you fished with them? Yes, a couple of them. Okay. So, yeah. so so you've got a basis with which you're like, eh, they suck. Yeah, but, but what, uh, they don't suck as bad as their marketing is obnoxious. For me, that's what kills it. Right. It's okay. a fly rod. It's going to catch fish. You yeah. Know? Like, uh, it's not. Agreed. Yeah. It's, the, it's, I mean, we, 
we we did the Cortland. Uh, what, what's the Cortland rods that we got in Tennessee at Walmart? Cortland Fair, Fair Place. Place. The, yeah, we did the Cortland yeah, Fair fine. Place, and it, it catches fish, and, my, it, and it doesn't cast that bad. My only problem uh, lately, I had a moonshine and I broke it doing dumb stuff, not <laughs> manufacturer fault or or anything like that. They have gone away from the made in America, West Virginia, wherever he was at the time. It's because they got the fucking called out on it. Yeah. Because they got called out because they, they claimed to be made in America. Assembled right. in America. Well, I, well now the, my, my understanding no, was in the beginning made. their claim was made in America. And, that's, and then they got called out and it's okay. Now they're assembled in America. And and because they were lying with that. I reached out because they have a lifetime warranty, which is a huge selling point for anybody. Not a problem. If the warranty's worth anything. Not you know? once, but twice. They sent me the wrong section of a different <laughs> rod. Not even the rod I ha- was broken. Oh, wow. And everything, according to this ambassador slash employee was run through a distributing warehouse. Right. Not even, you know, Moonshine headquarters. Like right. You would think, you know. It's yeah, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a drop ship yeah, so they, operation. The brand definitely lost me there versus right. know, the old days where it was, you know, some average Joe in his garage. Right. And you the, felt like you were actually supporting, supporting somebody real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's fair enough. Well, let me ask you this, Marcus. Having fished one, like I said, yeah, it'll catch fish, but at the same time, I wouldn't say I liked those rods. I fished like a, a nymphy rod and a streamer rod, and they both were heavy and felt dull. Like oh, there was no feeling absolutely. at all. Absolutely, there was nothing. Yeah, no. So agree. They do suck, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> at, at the end of the day, yeah. So it goes. It goes down to. Like I said, the, now, the brand. But, but hold on, I want to I want to drill down just a little bit further. So, you know, Ben and Mark, you both have enough, you know, casting experience where you can probably delineate and start, you know, articulating why you like a rod more so than another. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the initial rip, if it's marketing that gets somebody to you. Um, and they buy your rod and it works for them, you know, they're going, that's where I see some people like come in and like vehemently defend moonshine. And it's because they're new to the game. They bought that rod. It's working for them. They're economically and priced. They're economically sure, priced and they feel like they are getting attacked for buying what they can afford. Um, which, you know, all of us started somewhere, right? Now, I think, you know, and the crazy thing is, I don't know that much about that brand. I've never, like, followed them. I've mm-hmm. never gotten into the brouhaha about them. But, like, for example, Reddington as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at them kind of as a case study, and I think they're fucking brilliant, Um if you step back and do the 30,000 foot view and realize that they are marketing specifically at the new entry level, younger 
mid twenties, you know, just moved out of the house, just out on their own for the first time, still trying to fucking make ends meet, but they're still going to get a somewhat quality product. That's like the go-to brand. And that's why you look at who they have for ambassadors and you're like, okay, now that makes sense to me. Um, and there's a lot, there was a lot of hate going towards some of their ambassadors. And it's like, well, hold on. Who else would they have fucking chosen? Cause that's like their demographic that they're fucking looking at. So, you know, I, I, you'd have to fucking go ahead and just shoot me in the head right now. <laughs> if you ask me to name, um, a moonshine ambassador, cause I don't fucking know. No. Um, but, uh, you know, from what I'm hearing from you guys is their story was cool at first. Um, got a lot of people like believing in them. Yep. And then somebody said, you know, wait a second, this is a little bit of bullshit. And then people that have been around for a while are like, no, it's not just a little bit of bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit, but they still have a pretty big following. Right. Am I right or wrong on that? Oh, they have a very big following. Okay. Very big. I don't know if it's a following. I think it's they're getting the new people. Okay. Correct. That's you what know? I mean. Yes, yeah. Ben. Yep, yep. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that, right? I mean, we got They're gotta... getting the new people. Right. Same with same it's it's the same thing as Reddington. Right. You know. It's like um isn't Elon uh, a big Reddington uh ambassador? Was. I don't know if he still is, but definitely Cuz I mean, he's new as fuck, is he not? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's got more experience than you might realize. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been around a while. As, okay. I mean, as far as with a fly rod in his hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But 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 to your point, he's definitely more in touch with that younger crowd. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's yeah. the younger hipper uh, <laughs> group. <laughs> I'm the older grouchier group. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle. Oh, you're you're part of the grouchy group. <laughs> yeah, you you don't. Oh, okay. We we don't even look right. at your age that, anymore. You're just that, part of the, the grouchy people, group. The, the young people have definitely let me know that I'm not part of their club. No, oh, really? There, there, there's a, a certain website out there where I can go to, and there was a certain individual known as another name, pretty careless, who was a savage individual. Yes. <laughs> so he was angry. That's funny. That's funny. I just went on that website yesterday. Actually. Oh, wow. um, actually, okay. Now that we've brought up that website and that forum, um, have you noticed anything about their um, Instagram profile? Ben, the I, that came up today as well, and it the name changed. Yes. So, okay, listen. Do Tom a solid, okay? Because you've got bigger reach than we do. But we're going to talk about this now, and we'll get back to the the show notes subject here in a minute. I was so talking funny. This came up. I was talking to the the fucking headquarters, and uh, Tom is uh, busy doing something. I've been trying to get a hold of him. Tom and I usually talk via direct message on Instagram, and like. It's like he got fucking teleported out of the fucking country. Gone. <laughs> and like I've, it's like radio silence. So finally I picked up the phone and called the office. And um, the young lady that, that takes the calls and, you know, minds the gate. At the end of our call, she was like, hey, you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but I just want you to know our Instagram 
has been hijacked. And I was like, you know what? I fucking noticed that the name changed and it's like this weird. And she was like, yes. And she's like, we have been reaching out to Meta, which is Zuckerberg and his goons, trying to get their fucking account back. And, and what's happened is somebody went in, I guess, was able to, you know, jiggle the key the right way and get the password and they changed the name and now they're in control of the Drake magazine. Oh my gosh. And yeah, and they've they've they all they did, they're not like doing the They haven't know, done anything malicious. No, that yeah. they're not trying to sell uh, you know, crypto Bitcoin or, or crypto or whatever. What they're doing and they actually have sent this through like the you know where you make like a privacy complaint or whatever to try to get your account back. Um, they've, they literally sent the Drake magazine, a fucking demand email for $500 to get there. Yeah. Like they hijacked it and yeah. said, you pay us $500, you get it back. Well, you can't yeah. trust that if you did it, that you really would. Right. So right. they've been trying for almost a month now with um, getting through to the right person at Instagram slash Facebook to get their Instagram back. And they're running into brick walls. So I'm guessing that between the few people that listen to us and the ton of people that watch you, maybe somebody, if we're lucky, actually works at Meta or knows somebody that works at Meta and can say, oh, shit, the Drake magazine, the OG, needs needs some fucking help. They'll step into that fucking phone booth and come back out with a Superman on their chest and get Tom his shit back. I mean, how crazy is that? Well, it's not that crazy because it happens all the fucking time, man. Yeah. And my understanding is that you know how that happens most of the time? How's that? that how they get... It, you know all those. Uh, uh, you click on the email for the Nigerian. No, prince. no, you no, you no. It's, you're re- you're replying to random DMs. You know oh, how you get shit. those random ass DMs that are like clearly <gasps> fake as shit. Yeah, you know mm. they all seem to be from Asian women most of the time, which I don't know what's up with that. But <laughs> apparently, if you actually reply to one of those messages, that is somehow involved. Okay. So that is my understanding. And, and maybe there's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just a boomer, obviously, but um, maybe, maybe there's more to it, but I believe that's one of the main culprits is people like respond to those phishing messages. Okay. So my, so don't do that. my idea um, as a boomer myself um, is that anybody that listens to our podcast or if if you happen to like as a appendix to you know your next Monday show that you release, you say, "Hey, do the Drake magazine a solid report to Instagram that you believe the account has been hijacked, and please restore ownership to Tom by and give them the and put the phone number to the Drake's office." in that message and, and, and maybe if, if Instagram gets 500, a thousand, whatever, you know, messages saying, Hey fuckers, help these people out. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think Instagram directly or doing something on Instagram directly would be my best Avenue for that instead of YouTube. 
but uh, we could definitely yeah. Well, there you go. I like mean, that and try yeah. to try to help Tom out. Yeah, that's bullshit. I because I thought that's something that I need to worry about. You know, right? Like if I lost my Instagram account right now, it would be devastating. A big deal. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be, yep. be crippling. It's so important to my marketing. So you know? that sucks for Tom. But yeah, I noticed that. Um, so um, the guy that used to do uh, media for Trout's Ivan Orsic. He speaking of yeah yeah speaking of that's a whole other thing yeah but we, he has gone independent and i saw he uh was promoting so he has i guess an article in the latest uh issue and okay he tagged them and i was like well that's a weird looking tag yeah yeah so i clicked on it and it's like oh the 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 profile and account looked normal right but the name had changed weirdly yes that's so what i wasn't was... sure what was going on with that same here. And I was like, you know, and I DM Tom a couple of times and I was going back to be like, has he read it yet? You know, why hasn't Tom got back to me? Cause I mean, for fuck's sake, I've got his car, you know, and I'm like, well, he probably cares as much about that Instagram account as he does the forum. Right. So, well, you know, yeah. But, uh, well, I, from talking to her, she, he does care about it enough that he wants, he wants okay, to keep yeah, it. I don't, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, he, he definitely sees the value in not losing all the content in his position right. of having that. So right. um, help Uncle Tom out and, uh, yes. you know. We can do that. And, and do everybody that. post a story and say, this is not the Drake Magazine, you know, Instagram. And call Instagram out by their at Instagram, whatever. Right. You, you know, fix this shit. Right. So they're being right. uh, so Liam, um, Liam Neeson. You know, part of Lincoln. part of the story <laughs> of the uh, the Winston um, capers mm. um, with the Winston tapers um, <laughs> was that uh, a fly shop had gone out of business. And Ben, I think you and I spoke about this. When we a, did. Yeah. When a fly shop goes out of business, no matter how small or how large, there's scuttlebutt that goes around within the word I hate, the industry, and no such scuttlebutt had preceded the debacle that Winston found themselves in. So that instantly made me think their story was bullshit, and I still think that it was bullshit. But uh, there have been two fly shops now in the last month that have closed. One in Colorado. One in Colorado and one in Tennessee. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Come on, Ben. Come on. I don't, man. I, all, all I know is gossip, dude. I don't know any facts. I just know gossip. Okay. So you sound like someone who can break record. the news. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have gossip, but but I don't really. I'm sorry, guys. About, um, it, there there have been other. Uh, uh, let's put it this. I mean, I can speak specifically to the Colorado one. And based on some posts that I saw on the internet, let me let me uh, <laughs> throw that caveat out there. There were a lot of unpaid bills. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, that was Which, evidenced by uh, paperwork that was posted to the door by what do we call those? The authorities. <laughs> that was the state of Colorado in this in this particular one, but. Uh, uh, the word on the street is that there were a lot of unpaid bills uh, kind of everywhere. Okay. And But my big takeaway from that, it was, it was just, you know, well, I did an Instagram story. It was like another one bites the dust. I have seen this happen so many times. Right. Of 
a, a profitable fly shop that someone just drives right drives into the fucking it. ground. Yeah, I've seen it time and time again. Um, yeah, same and, here. And, and it's just a, it's just a sad story. So, um, yeah. are you aware of the closure of? Three Rivers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew about that one. Yeah. Yeah, I was bum- bummed about that. I think that was a long time coming. Yeah, I'd heard and, rumblings that, you know, the heart wasn't in it anymore and it wasn't I think something that the, was needed to continue. The, the, the foul ups there, I don't think were quite as egregious as in the one further to the west. But uh, yeah, that's a bummer. I I I fished with Alan a few times and we had a, we had a great time. But I know that Alan's going to be all right. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm not like you know fearing for him or anything. But it is definitely a bummer. I know they had a little bit of a community when I went in there. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to lose that. Yeah, they're it's, like I said, man. They just it's a, it's another one bites the dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's they sad, had sad like state of affairs. Fucking Amazon. Uh, I mean, I'm not helping. How often do I spend money in a fly shop? Oh, yeah. Hardly ever. No, no, you're right. You're, <laughs> yep. Hardly ever. Yeah, you probably it's don't even business. like go in and like buy a hat or something. You're like, fuck you. I'm wearing a huge fly fisherman hat. I don't need your hat. Like no, I buy, I buy flies. Okay. And I'll go in. It's usually the reason I'm in a fly shop is to buy a shuttle or something like that. And of course, I'm going to buy a few flies. So pretty much any fly. You're damn fly right. Shopping. You're only going to buy a few flies. Mark and I went to Jeez. Pennsylvania. Holy Moses, Jesus! The price of flies these days, dude. I, Good God! You know, there. I'm just like you know. Your cat is for five bucks. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I'm, my dumbass didn't ask. Like, well, how much are these? He was like, "You're going to need some of these." Okay, so I have my little cup, and I put a few mm-hmm. in there, and I'm like. I want to get one of each color. Well, I should probably have two because I know I'm going to fucking lose some shit right. in the fucking trees. And uh, oh, that one too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then he like rings it up. He's like, "That'd be one hundred and thirty-two dollars." And oh, I'm yeah. like, ah, "Yeah, ah, yeah, ah, yeah." Oh, and oh. you're looking at your little cup of flies. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, like, "There's eight. I'm like, <laughs> "The fuck? What happened?" Yeah. Then where he got me was, "Oh, you brought a six weight. Well, you." You need some of these articulated. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Fuck. That shit and, was and like thirty dollars. Yeah. 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 Come on. You know, for for a long time, I thought people were suckers that were like um, such and such underscore Flyco on Instagram. No, those are some hustling motherfuckers. Oh, if yeah. they're getting those kind of prices for flies, I was like, damn. And, and half of that crap, I threw right back in the cup. Because I couldn't get it through the eye of the hook. That's right. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I had yeah. to go and buy a Florida pair of problems. Readers. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, there could have been quite a comedy filmed watching Mark and I fish <laughs> in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but uh, that's a story for another day. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's... Well, what was the last layer of our question about the branding? Oh, yeah. The last layer is, has a brand lost your loyalty and why? Mm. Mm. Um, I, back to the you know, top of the lineup. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I used to be a big fan of Howler Brothers. Um, I liked the vibe. I liked the aesthetic. Um, thought... They were a pretty cool operation. Uh, met some of the owners at 
IFTD years ago uh, down in New Orleans. Uh, had a connection with them. They've got their their uh, college band that they get back together occasionally. The Wrinkled Neck Mules. I dig their music. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 10, 15 years later, um, you know, you reach out and you say, hey, I know you've been, you know, in the fly fishing industry, you know, over a decade. We're putting together this, you know, benefit for a local nonprofit. Could you guys like sling a couple of T-shirts or a couple of hats or something this way, you know, to help us with a raffle? And it's just like not a no because I'm a, I'm a grown up. I can take a no. It's like absolutely fucking ignore you and it's like wow you know i thought it's way more insulting than a no yeah yeah. way more insulting and then so to take it further they actually have a fucking ambassador listed ambassador that is a guide (laughs) here on mosquito lagoon is a permitted guide in mosquito lagoon that i reached out to and said hey man I'm getting nowhere with like trying to, you know, get in touch with somebody at, at headquarters. Who's my contact? And he tells me, Oh, it's this person. Here's his email address. Thank you so much. Send the email fucking ignored. And then two years worth of being ignored and I'm persistent. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll take the beat down and try again and try again and like get ignored. So after Four years of being ignored, I circled back around to the ambassador and I said, is this really who I'm supposed to be trying to get in touch with? And I get the, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, they're really not a fly fishing brand. They're really a surf brand. So, I mean, you know, I I don't know. And I'm like, surf brand my ass. (laughs) Like, what? Like, you're their ambassador. You're the fly fishing guide, allegedly. It, you know, we're trying to improve your fucking office. So I don't feel very brotherly now. <laughs> they lost me. As I sit here in a fucking Haller Brothers shirt. It's <laughs> cool. But I, I already well, bought it, you, you know? Bought it, yeah. Yeah, I already bought, bought it. It's its own thing. Yeah. Yesterday. But. So. Um, that's my story and I'm sticking to it, you know, and it's like how, how short-sighted, I mean, you know, the cost of a couple of t-shirts or a couple of hats, you know, uh, to, to buy a little bit of goodwill, I, you know, I suppose. The cost is nothing. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, you know, they, a brand can certainly lose you. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you, and Ben, you nailed it on the head. It's. It's not the no, it's the fuck off, we're going to ignore you, is yeah. is the... Like, just just give me a no. Like, I'm an adult. I can take it. Yeah, you right. And then boy. I can just be done with it. Right. Rather than wondering. Yeah, wondering. You know, like, just tell me no, it's fine, man. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I just, you, yeah, you can make up whatever reason and tell me no and I can move on. That's right. That way I'm not still trying to court you. Yeah. So, Jacqueline, what do you think? Sometimes you, you, Jacqueline. Um, one of the things that Jacqueline's been really fucking helpful with uh, is behind the scenes. Jacqueline uh, volunteered for and came to us and said, "Can I help you guys with, uh, you know, curating and getting as many uh, products for the raffle as possible? In my spare time, I'm willing to help you." And she took that 
and really ran with it and upped our raffle game significantly by doing so. And we owe you a lot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, where are you at with uh, how you feel about is there brands that you've admired and lost that admiration for and why? Absolutely. So there's a there's been a lot of heartbreak over the past uh, three years. I think we've been doing this now. Um, so, you know, obviously, Natural Instinct, you reach out to the brand you know, you love, you know, Rapala, if I'm saying that right. Um, Orbis, you know, even, even the local fly shops. Rapala. I don't know. The fucking, the You're fucking, fixing to get fact-checked. Oh. What flies are you buying from there? No, not flies. I'm just talking gear in general. So right, I was right. thinking through, you know, everything I got in my car when I go on a trip. What do I use? What did I know from my childhood? What have I seen in a boat? So those were the first stops, right? And um, so you reach out to a lot of these brands, uh, the fly shops I spend all these this money in, and to get the, the fuck you or the no without cause has is, is been really kind of heartbreaking. It's like, man, my community, you know, I grew up in Savannah. We got uh, Rivers and Glen there. Mm-hmm. Super uh, Atlanta-style, if you will, fly shop. But I've spent a lot of money in there. I've bought, you know, guns there. I've bought fly products there flies all the time and they do their own little thing every year they start it up but there's nothing in our community to do the same thing that the taylor trash fly crew's been doing for mdc here so i reached out i was like hey here's a group that's trying to do something to make a difference in the water like screw where it is somebody out here is trying to make a difference can you guys help and it's like a eh, that's not our thing i was like man i've given you enough to cover whatever product you could possibly donate whether it's a you know, two hats, a pack of stickers, whatever. Um, so it's really hard. And, you know, I stopped, I stopped shopping there. And um, same thing kind of with the brands that I've reached out to and got, you know, radio silence from. I just quit buying their stuff. So you know, whether they notice it or not. Right. And they don't. One. They don't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the, to, to piggyback on your hard work, there's been a couple of emails that you've forwarded to me with responses that I found laughable uh, and insulting at the same time. Um, One in particular is a Charleston-based company um, for listening to music on the water. I, I, you know, um, it's a box that does the Bluetooth or whatever. And they're like, well, you can buy one at half price for your raffle and it's like, oh, and um, don't share it. Yeah, like, are are you shitting me? So we're supposed to be raising money for. <laughs> so you want me to spend wholesale dollars with you, which is you making a hundred percent of what you want to get out of your product. So you're not donating shit. You're acting like you're doing me a favor to offer me this, and I happen to be friends with a lot of fucking idiots up there that I know that you've given the shit to because there's no way for the numbers of those shit boxes that I see laying around everywhere that they went out and bought that amount of product. Yeah. Um, Cause they're hashtagging the shit out of it too much. If it, you know, uh, they're too old, they're too wise to be, you know, playing the kiss up to the brand unless they have a relationship where they feel obligated because they got it for free. So, you know, that was one brand that I was like, never again will I ever respect that brand. Um, 
you know, it's just so fucking eye-opening. Um, you know, because within fly fishing, there's such a call for, you know, being aware of conservation issues and doing the right thing. And, you know, we can all agree or agree to disagree on any range of conservation topics. But at the end of the day, as long as you're doing something within that wheelhouse, I think we're all doing some kind of good. Um, and to have some of the brands just playing that game is like very deflating. Just say no. No, we don't give away any of our stuff. Right. Period. The end. Which, you know, is a lie anyway. But, you know, you said no. I'll they move could, on. They could even be harsher than that. Like. Your values don't align with ours. Like, right. We don't oh, like yeah. your style. There oh, you fine. go. And that's fine, too. Fine. Give you, it to me straight, dude. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you, and Ben, I think you can say this, too. I'm not for everybody. Exactly. Uh, there's a yeah, lot of people that are that like, oh, Salt Bomb, Larry, fuck that guy. Did you see yeah, his Twitter? No. Yeah, did you see his yeah, fucking we're, Twitter? <laughs> X. Yeah. We're, we're, we're both very opinionated, and, and not everyone's going to like us, and, and that's just the reality of it. And if a brand chooses to walk one side of the line or the other, that's fine. Yeah, and that's cool. Just It'll save everyone's time if you just let me know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> let me know. Where do you stand? I know where I stand, yeah. and I don't make any apologies yeah. for it. Yeah. The irony yeah. of that email, uh, too, is that uh, two months later, I see him on the freaking TikTok shop making the same exact uh, percentage off. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they're on the TikTok yeah. shop now. But uh, yeah. there, there's just been a lot of that. And uh, so, for an example, um, a great brand that has done a lot for the podcast, especially with this event, is Waterworks Lampson. And now I kind of want to go out and buy one because they always donate. Their rods are so fucking awesome. They are. Mm -hmm. And I'm jealous every year I don't get one. But, you know, Orvis, who's somebody I've been brand loyal to my whole life, mostly because of their warranty and how they um, honor their products and kind of the family traditions. You know, you you have grandpa's rod, you break it, it had an insignia on it, they recreate it. Really cool shit. But they don't ever freaking respond. And that's another one of those dead radio silence ones. So I think uh, personally, me, my purchases, um, the people that ask me now, I give that you know piece of advice to. Um, Grundens is one we completely swapped from anything, um, any kind of deck boot to buying their stuff because they actually take the money that I give them, which they make profit on, and give it back to a community effort. Um, and I really cannot name... In all my travels between Texas, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida, any other group that's doing what Taylor Trash is doing for MDC here. I mean, I can't name any other group that's pushing to give back to the community like this. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, Big Ben? Big Ben's thought, take it from a different perspective, but yes, you can 100% lose me with your ambassadors. Um you, we weren't on that. No, it says, has a brand lost your loyalty? Why? Oh. Um, because of. Okay. There's sunglass brand that runs around with a lot of, like, flat bill freaks. Mm-hmm. And I don't care for, not that the product isn't quality, but, again, part of it's the radio silence on very local events to pimping just kind of clowns on the water sometimes and over and over and over again multiple times 
that gets kind of old. And then there's a a West Coast brand, lifestyle-ish brand that I don't really care for who they have rolling in the pro staff ambassador like, pocketbook. Like West Coast, West Coast, or West Coast, Florida? West Coast, Florida. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yep. Um, and it's kept me from buying products from them because right. of who they... Who they valued because who doesn't they value align with tells your me values. Who their company values probably are. Okay. Um, and then like shitty products will make me leave your brand. Like if you leave me high and dry on something, right? Um, Wish you that ain't cool. And I, for you. I do understand like certain companies are like, dude, we haven't made that in fifteen years. We can't. We only we're not even set up to replicate oh, that. Oh, right. Don't start me. But on that. but a lot of times. Like, good God! Um, my dad he bought a or he inherited a Reddington rod from somebody, right? And the first time he cast it, the tip broke. He mailed it in, <laughs> and it, it, it had been nicked by a fly before, right? It was very clear what happened, or shutting a door or something. And then the Reddington was like, "Hey, so I'm really sorry. We don't make this rod anymore. Uh, we haven't in six or seven years." But it was our top of the line rod at the time. Go through our catalog and pick whatever you want, and we'll mail you that. And that's solid. That's solid. Yeah. So, like, there's ways to handle those situations. And based on that, I own a couple Reddington products. I use them all the time because I know if this fails me at some point, They'll stand chances are I'm getting taken care of. There you go. Yeah, but you know that's all out the window now, right? Yes, I do is. understand, but I that was an, an example given. <laughs> like maybe, maybe five, six years ago, that would have worked. But, yeah, no, I agree. In the last day. year, it's not great, but yeah. The um, listen, guys, I got to run. Um, yeah, I got buddy. things to do. You got to be so, up yeah. early, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I have to do that as well, and I got to uh, put kids to bed and things like that. Okay. So, well, you uh, know what? We will continue on. this conversation in person Tomorrow. at the thingy before the dinghy. Um, Ben, travel safe tomorrow. We look forward to having your ass in the Sunshine State. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. See you tomorrow, brother. All right, guys. Nighty Thanks, night, guys. buddy. Love you. See you see tomorrow. Love you too, bud. Bye. See you. Okay, so what is it on me now? Yeah. So mine are actually two brands that fall under one umbrella. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, Out Bensway in Colorado. Okay. Um, was on a trip, broke a line, you know, core separated from, okay. for no, with a fish just setting a strip set. Oh. All right, no big deal. Wait till the end of the day, call them, send an email, do both. This happened, this happened here. New line. I'm on a trip. I'll pay for expedited shipping. Right. I just need a line for this trip I'm on. No, I'm sorry. Mm, You're sorry what? Well, we're sorry we can't do that because you have to send the line in so we can inspect it. But I'm in the middle of fishing, and I need something right now. Did I have a backup? Yes. Right. <laughs> I had but, to back up everybody. But, and then 
What so, if you, let me ask, were you somewhere where you could have maybe found that product in a in fly a shop? shop and Absolutely. said, okay, well, I'm standing at the counter. You can talk to the owner of the fly shop who can inspect it for you right now. And like, you know, you can give him a fucking voucher or something. I need this fucking line replaced. Absolutely. Was it, how old was the line? Less than a year. Okay. Uh, documented because of receipt. Like, okay. Yeah. Keep them in the box and everything because you don't know. Right. Um, get back from trip, send it in. Lo and behold, email comes back. We're sending you a new line. In fact, your line failed because of core separation, which is which is our fault. Yeah, that's what we said in the beginning. So right. I'm not going to use you anymore, but thanks for the new line. Um, and the other was under this same umbrella corporation now because that's how they all fall under. Right. Uh, was doing real maintenance and realized I needed two new drag systems. And one was in stock. The other was not. And I called them. And said person told me they're not making that part right now. And they don't know when they will be. Is this one of those sealed drag systems? No, this is a cork drag. Okay. Uh, So I said, all right, what am I supposed to do? Oh, no, because I've got a couple (laughs) of things that I need to have rebuilt. And that doesn't sound good for me. It's the same company. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. Same same series. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and mine's more hardware related, not which still probably hard to come by. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um their response was we don't know when and or if we're going to be making that again. But let us, you know, check the warehouse. Okay, great. I have a thousand dollar piece of billet uh, aluminum. Right. <laughs> that you have a sculpture, <laughs> a doorstop, paperweight. You know, is it an old? It, it is old. Yeah, they are, but they're but, classic. They're well, like, and, uh, when when I bought mine, I did it because at the time. I believed I was purchasing something that would become an heirloom Correct. within my family that was built, purpose built, mm-hmm. and was always going to be supported. Um, you know, for that level of cost, for that to hear, yeah, well, we just don't, you know, it's like they're treating it like a fucking software program that they yeah. don't support anymore. Yeah. It's like... You know, well, I'm sorry you're seeing the blue screen of death, but we don't do right. that. Um, you know, you, you're well, out of date. Yeah, you can't even. <laughs> you, we don't even. There's not even a upgrade that you can. No. You know, run in that. You no. know, sorry. And uh, damn. A couple days later, got the email back. Hey, you know, we've we we found one in a ten weight, and it's in the warehouse. Cork's a little dry. But it's good. Okay, well, you know, they recommend a special oil uh-huh. for Neat's it. foot. Yes. 
which which I have. Okay. Okay, not a problem. And everything worked out in the end. Both reels were put back into service, but I don't have any of the new stuff. So to have all the old stuff and just to be like, ah. Right. It doesn't yeah. inspire confidence moving forward, no, does it? No, not with heirloom quality. Yeah. <laughs> and then, there, then, there's, then there's the other one, which you and I both suffered from. Right. But everybody knows that story. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I... You, but you, see, you, you outsmarted me on that one. You traded it to somebody that was willing to fucking take that risk, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Yeah, see, I I, did. mine's still sitting. <laughs> mine is still in the box. You know where it, it lives here? It lives here in the Taylor Park, but you know where it lives? It's not out here where people can see it. It's actually <laughs> I'm telling you, in the bathroom, on a shelf in the bathroom where it deserves to be because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, all you have to do wobble, is, wobble. is look at the five people that actually fish them. Right. And be like, hey, I got this. What do you have that you're not using? Right. Oh, look. <laughs> this one's special. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so shall we move to Texas-based events? Um, can we take like a five-minute yeah, break? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, um, uh, in a second, yeah. Yeah, because... Um, uh, <laughs> We've made it through like and show note. That was a good one. There was no, that a lot, was a good one, though, There was man. a lot going on there. You know, I mean... No, I mean, we Just because we, we had a lot to say doesn't mean it was bad. No. All right, we will be back in five minutes or less. If you can call what we got last night's sleep, Lord, we got a few hours. Blurred lines, fighting like hell. Try to keep my eyes wide open. Always running from, running to, running late, oh, running out of. It's the return that keeps us going. Been gone way too long. Can't count all the roads we've been down. Try to keep it between the ditches till the dollar park bridges and the front window. Been gone way too long. Can't count all the roads we've been down. Oh, we're a strong And we're back, Ben. So uh, take us on down that show note list. We're brother. on Texas-based fly fishing events. Mm. Why Spanish names? Yeah. Are, are, is it okay in fly fishing to, uh, oh, what's the word when you... Appropriate? Uh, it, yeah. Are, is it okay to appropriate, uh, you know... A culture. I, I, a I, culture. I think you're close enough to both cultures that it's okay. It's okay. It, Tex-Mex. Uh, okay. Bear. I, you know, I see those events, and I'm like tempted for a moment to like find out what a Boriscata mm-hmm. thing is like that, you know, and it's like, it's apparently been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the 10th, 15th annual yeah. blah, 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 Boriscata, blah, blah. I mean, it, you've got to be pretty elite to get invited to that thing. Mm-hmm. 
and or, or maybe maybe the maybe it's you've got to understand what that word means to be able to be invited. That's a pretty good litmus test. I don't want to say it's elite, but maybe top of the game. I guess that's elite. According to me. No, no, no. Oh. We like, surveyed a no. hundred folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, who, who named them elite? Yeah. A hundred out of a hundred people that were at that fucking event said that they were elite. All right. If we're, we're just throwing numbers out because we don't know. If there were a hundred people there, mm-hmm. I knew of one. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Legitimately knew one. But I mean, they. I will say this for that that particular event, and I wish I knew the whole name of the event um, to give it proper credit. They did raise a shit ton of money for a charity. Oh yeah. So you know, uh, you know, tongue in cheek. I think it is funny that you know they all are starting to you know. I just do call this it the brochacho pescador. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then uh, you know, if you do hosted travel. Yeah. And go to Mexico. And, and you call it a tournament. And it's a tournament. Uh, what is... what is? Um, do sponsor see value? No, no, no. no. What, what, what's the name of that? Uh, a pachanga. Pachanga. Is the... Is pachanga. A pa, does pachanga mean tournament? Or does, is it... Is pachanga a real word? I don't know. It's a female version of a pachango. Because I've looked it up. And, and I you can't couldn't find it. come up with a... D- and it, it, to be fair, I don't speak Spanish. My phone probably knows that. It's probably not pitching me the top quality of what I'm looking for. Pachanga means party, according to Google Translate. Well, okay. Okay, so, so that's it's a accurate. permit party. A okay. permit party. Um, interesting. Um, you know, being Texas-centric, because um, I think the originator of the idea for the Pachanga... Um, is a, is a Texan, um, and but I still only know of one Texan. The bro, the <laughs> but the bros, the bros supported and sent down product. Yeah, for a women's oh getaway yeah. trip, mm-hmm. and they don't even sell women's clothing. Oh, actually, they do T-shirts. I think they have women's T-shirts. I don't know. I know I'll they fact do check kids. you. So they don't fit. so i mean it's just all these contradictions and stuff i you know i've got too much time on my hands that's what it is that's what it is maybe Maybe that's what it is more yeah we do just now i know i do um my level of how much i've gotten to fish in the last three years with all this bullshit that i've been going through has declined significantly and i'm sure I was probably a lot more fun three years ago than I am now. Um, uh, no, same person. Yeah, I don't see any women's uh, clothes. Okay. But the other one that's out there along those same lines, not Spanish, is the sheepy. Okay. That's been out there for a while. Uh-huh. Out, held out in Louisiana. Right. Like, when you say sheepy, are you talking about the product that women use to pee like a man? or That's a she-wee. Oh, that's and a... And sheepy oh. is a... No, like a sheep's head. sheep's head tournament. <laughs> Uh, either one would be fun to watch. <laughs> but, oh, fuck. You know, mm. it's social media bringing all these things to the, the forefront that, yeah. you know, you, well, didn't you, they just have the, uh, you think is new, but. Right. 
It's been around for it's a while. It's been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the uh, boundaries become smaller through social media where, yeah. you know, somebody may have only known of it on a regional basis up until a few years ago. Now everybody is aware right. of it because of the social media. Well, it, you know, it goes back to even when we were on, on the line with Ben where all I had to do was say the careless one. Right. And he, he knew, knew exactly, exactly what we were talking what about. We were talking about where there's going to be some people who are listening to this and they're going to be like, what? What huh? in God's name are they are they right. talking about? Fucking inside jokes, right. man. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a guy. Love to be a part of one Sunday. Mangina. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all love the Mangina. Uh, the, the testament to Mangina is being in Charleston and someone saying, oh, I love Mangina. He's the best. Not realizing. And when you told him that, seems like, no, he's not. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah, yeah they've never met him before. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. All right. What's next? The second phase of it, it says: Does the tournament need to benefit a nonprofit? Um. I, uh, well, I, that that was me bitching about you know Howler. Apparently, it, there is no threshold of what they're you know like. It's just what they want to support, and yeah. just because we're doing something with a nonprofit doesn't. Give us license to be to the front of the line. Be supported. Clearly. I think it's name. Is the is the dinghy derby big enough to compete with the with nine people going to a a lodge for a week and catching two permit? I would say that we have a significantly larger audience. We do, but in attendance at the event. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. But Even on the lowest year. We don't have those nine beans. <laughs> right. Representing. We typically have one ninth of them. We do have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we're one, ninth. one ninth it's, of a party. Two ninths because there's one included in that group that. Is that a. You get. I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't ask the I homeschool don't, kid. But yeah. you, you know, I th- I think it's a pitcher thing. Oh yeah. How, how it's going to make the company look? Yeah. Oh well, we got these bunch of guys that do a podcast down here in Central Florida, and you know they do and a bunch thing. of random non. But we got this non- group of people going down to. Yeah, by the virtue and Jacqueline, I'd like to hear your uh, take on this. Um, the dynamic of female anglers, I don't know what the recipe is, but pretty often even an average angler, an, uh, an angler of average skill um, may end up with a disproportionately higher number of followers compared to anglers with much higher skill that have been doing it way longer that happen to be male. Um, and then when they do the equation, they say, Oh, well, you know, this person has way more followers, but they're really not that diff. Like, you know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, it, it, does it come down to just eyeballs or Mm -hmm. should it, should it have something to do with capability? So I think, uh, similar to 
the Ben's whole thing is uh, you're talking about clickbait. So when you, when you see the female anglers or anglers, if you will, uh, that identify as female, um, that get these sponsorships, this pro staff, this ambassador, they're the ones that um, fit the bill, if you will, without going into detail. Okay. They're the ones that the uh, the guys that have been in the industry forever have the skill, you know, um, or the new guys coming in that they see this chick rocking, you know, a bending rod and a bikini, and she looks fucking great. And it's like, holy shit, I better buy that fucking rod. I can message her right now and be like, hey, I want to, I want to, uh, you know, get into fly fishing. What do I need to do? And boom, there's the sales, there's the marketing right there, and it's really all on that image, that clickbait. I mean, name other than, uh, I guess, a recent movement of big women in fly fishing. I think is a page or something wait, uh, like wait, that that's become popular. Oh or... yeah, yeah, it's a whole controversy. Um, wait, but there's a there's wait a, a second. <laughs> I haven't heard about this. Okay, so big like. Big there is an Instagram, like an Instagram page like that's like that's trying to push brands to include more inclusive sizes for waiters. Oh, absolutely, and, and no, like I get that, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. so legitimate cause, but their whole thing, and it, and to be fair, it is pretty legitimate. Is the people that are getting these sponsorships, these pro staff ambassadorships, the uh, the repost from the brands are the ones that men are gonna click on, right? So I think that's a big part of it. But, you know, all the times I go in the water, you know how many times I see a female angler, whether it's conventional or fly fishing? Damn near zero. Mm-hmm. You see them on Instagram. You see them on Facebook, on these pages. You know, uh, 50-50 on the water. Oh, yeah, the free hat sales. So, but, you know, here's my question. Uh, where's my fucking jerky? 50-50 on the water. Sounds great. You know, um, but at the same time, the Pachanga, I can't sign up and go on the Pachanga. Looks like a lot of fun. Looks like it'd be a good time. Looks like a party. Looks like a party. Regardless but it's an exclusive female only event. How I and it's like the dichotomy of saying, well, we're entitled to have a girl's trip. No guys are allowed, but if you said, hey, uh, we're only taking serious anglers, it's only guys on this trip, you'd get fucking roasted. Yeah, you'd get barbecued. Yeah. And it's like, what? (laughs) Mark's like, I'm enjoying my jerky. jerky." Shut up and chew. Just keep chewing. Just keep chewing. Exactly. (laughs) So I don't know, man. It's, you know. I mean, it's tough because it sucks. Like, uh, to be completely fair, there's not a lot of fly fishing brands that's, that have inclusivity in their clothing product line. So finding waders is really hard. I, I, uh-huh. Someone yes, that's, I get that. that's yep. short, wide-hipped, it's yep. really fucking hard to find a pair of waders. Yes. Uh, Leslin is another one that we right. had to exchange like, hey, where, what have you had good luck in? And then you see these events on there and these ambassadors and it's all the, you know, big titty, fake boob job girls in bikinis that are getting these brands. It's like, okay... Where can I actually find a product that is that works for me, functional? Right, right. And um, you know, then you see these trips, and all you can think outside (laughs) looking in is this is just a way for brands to get some more clicks. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's, you know, it's just a hosted trip. But you you look at like the I think they call them the anglers gift bag or whatever, and it's just chocked full, and. I've traveled plenty 
um, chasing fish with a fly rod. Yeah. It has never, ever been in my wheelhouse to think when I go on this trip, I want to make sure that I bring a speaker system so that I can have right. it on the skiff and listen right. to music to and from the flats or whatever. And I did notice that on the latest trip to whatever, I don't even know what lodge they go to. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Every one of the photos there was one of those boxes on the deck and it was, and I was like, who does that? Like when I'm, when I'm packing for one of those trips, the mm-hmm. last thing I have room for <laughs> is one of those fucking things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is a fucking, fucking speaker. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to get all my shit packed in within the weight limits and right. So how can I, how can I say it that it could be understood? For us old folk, Larry, uh huh. I'll give two shits about your resume anymore. Good. I want to go onto your social media, see real quick what you're doing. I don't want to read your. That's that's too hard. Yeah, you've been fly fishing for you know twenty plus years. You've repped this company. You've worked for you know this company or that. Dang. This guy has, you know, 3.2K followers. Ooh, yeah. You know, that's a foul hook to Whitey. Yeah, that's, you know. Hmm. He has a lot of fish. All right, well, let's let's look at, you know, Larry. Hmm. Well, Larry has some pictures of a dog. Yeah, last fish post was three weeks ago. Even though he's been doing it for twenty years, right? It's just not what this guy is. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it. Maybe that is the thing. You know, maybe if uh, if you're going to, I don't think your resume matters anymore. Is what? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. More so, what matters than your resume is you stay on point with. Delivering the fish porn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and if there's not enough fish porn in your feed, you're probably not going to be taken no. seriously and you're not going to grow your follower numbers and yada, yada, yeah. yada. You're not, you're not uh, marketable. There you go. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's fair. And I, th- I think that you're onto something there. Um, but, uh, you know, I could come back at you and say that there's um, a guy that, unfortunately, I chose to stop following because of his association with a brand that I lost loyalty to. Um, he's a harbor pilot um, out mm-hmm. in Texas. I actually really dug his stuff, um, and he's an ambassador for that company, and a very small minority of his stuff is fish porn. Right, um, yeah. He 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 and I actually are really fucking alike in a lot of uh, aspects. In that we're at a point in our life, we're at an age where there's a lot more of trying to share a little bit of our life's experience mm-hmm. through some of our posts to you know those that choose to read past the the first line of the. Um, caption 
and might actually learn a little something or see a different way to go about doing something mm-hmm. and save making those mm-hmm. mistakes that he and I have both made several times, you know, through our our life's experience. And we're just trying to shorten the curve for those that are coming behind us. Um, yeah. You know, I'm at a point in, in my life um, where I would rather bring people along Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, what is it? A rising tide lifts all ships. Um, you know, I've been there, done that. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best at any of it, but I've been there and I've done it and I've fucking made the mistakes and I've spent the time fucking grinding on the front of the boat. I've spent the time grinding on the back of the boat. And I know what the moments are that are some of the most rewarding moments. And if I can help like people focus and realize, don't get hung up on this aspect of the game. Don't get hung up mm-hmm. on that aspect of the game. You know, focus more on the friendships. Focus more on the community. Um, that's that's the hard part, is because that's not what is being fed to them. Right. It's not, but it's its own attraction. Cause like I would say I was very much in my early days, exactly what you talked about changing. Don't get caught up in this. And through our friendship, I've much more changed into the style that you would carry into a relationship with anyone in the fly fishing community where it's like, even with like getting caught up and buying the most expensive gear. Now, some of my favorite combos, I haven't, spent more than 200 bucks combined on piecing it together and it just it's the gear that works it might be a little yeah. older yeah yeah it's, it's there's the no clout du- in buying a brand it's, new it's thing. like the dusty to crusty yeah model. exactly you know it's like hey you know you can have some of the best mm-hmm. gear out there if you're willing to take two or three models ago yeah yeah the the, the amount of of change in the technology minute you are, you are not you, gonna. You would need the, a, yeah. You, you would need a, some kind of mental micrometer to you tell. You are not uh, gonna notice, dude. Perfect, fucking Ben. Yeah, mental micrometer. Yeah. Fucking perfect. Yeah. Fucking you as yes. a recreational angler are not gonna. Mm-mm. Well, it, okay, but who would? It, it ain't the no, fucking. It ain't the it. monkey I'll, on the back I'll, of the boat no, either. I'll tell you no. who would. And those are some of the guys that are held out to be like yeah, pimping it and. Yeah, and because like, they know they barely ever touch a fly rod. Yeah, talk to the talk to the fucking keys guides that are that are straight shooters that that pull fucking you know a whole tarpon season with no days off, and they're going to tell you, dude, I haven't cast a fly rod in fucking four months. Not yeah. just that, you know, have you know four four or five different rods in the quiver. There's right. No, well, there's one guy, you know, who's brand loyal. <laughs> but I have been fortunate enough to to fish with some of these these older keys guides. Yeah, and there's no there's no brand loyalty. Right. There's custom rods. There's off the shelf rods. There's reels from thirty years ago. Reels from yesterday. Yeah. There, but so wow. I mean, one no. of my favorite things on a guide trip is to actually get the guide to fish. Be like, no. man, you haven't thrown a rod in how long? Yeah, but you know what? Uh, to be honest with you, um, a lot of guides, while 
it's a noble thing and a noble thought to do. It puts them in a weird situation. Yeah, they're definitely uncomfortable at first. Yeah, well, they're unco- and here's the reason they're uncomfortable. Um, they don't want, ultimately, if it turns into or it's been a slow day and they've been busting their fucking ass to change flies. You know, we're talking, I'm talking more trout centric cause that's right. what I'm guessing yeah. you might have been, you know, talking about. Um, and your, your ability to do a, a drag free drift looks good on the surface, but it's not quite as polished as it really needs to be on that particular tailwater or that fucking stretch of river and it's gotten slow so you now say i've been casting for a while this is the mental math inside your head and you're like you know what i'm just gonna say hey why don't you fish just a little bit because really what you're saying is i'm ready to take a little bit of a break um this still hasn't captured my fucking full attention because it's a little bit slower than i would have liked but here, you, you fish for a little bit, and, and it's gen- out of your heart genuine that you want to share the experience with them, but what fucking scares the shit out of them is that the next cast that they make, which is their first one, is <laughs> they yeah, yeah and, and it's a good one, yeah. and they're like, fuck, that could have been her fish, Oops. And, and they, <laughs> believe it or not, they've been working more than you know on the on the sticks to adjust your drift and to compensate for where you're not as polished as you need to be they can do stuff with the with the boat to try to help you without you realizing it and they're just getting dialed in and getting to the point where you know they're going to hopefully start seeing you start catching more and then you're like, hey, why don't you fish for a little bit? And they're like, no, 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 I'm good. And you're like, no, 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 I'd really love to see you. you know, like, and they do, and then they catch the fish, and then they're like, it redoubles now the pressure on them to get you that fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm not saying that it's right, wrong, or otherwise. It's a, it's a decision you have to make. But I can tell you from knowing quite a few guides that are like, dude, my worst nightmare is when... <laughs> My angler's like, here, you fish. Because guaranteed, I'm going to hook the biggest fucking fish of the day, and I'm going to feel like a fucking asshole the rest of the day. Because <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be about you. Right. Yeah. So, and then there's probably guys out there that are like, fuck yeah, I'm so fucking tired of watching her fuck this up. Or <laughs> if I was in the boat, watching him fuck this up, you know. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, you know, I don't fish trout every day. Right. So yeah. when yeah. I go up and fish the South Holston, you know, I have a completely different approach than probably 99% of their anglers that they spend the day on the boat with. I'm there to fucking relax, maybe catch a fish or two. I don't really give a real big (laughs) shit. I'm just having fun being in a different kind of boat, relaxing, fucking shooting the shit, you get to shoot the shit all day long. Yep. You don't have the fucking me in between, you know, where nobody can really talk. You can <laughs> yell at each other, um, you know. That would be the motor folks. Yeah. and, and <laughs> Not the mosquitoes. Right. Those two, though. Um, but, yeah, don't, 
don't ask them to fish. Oops. No. See, but yeah. to, to you and Ben's point, that's one of those like old guy things. It's like, hey, this is a mistake I made when I was young. I wouldn't have known if you hadn't told me now. But now it's like, huh, that felt good coming out of me. But, man, that probably put a hell of a lot yeah. of pressure on the guys I was telling that to. That right. You even think about. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would ever give the guide a, a pain if I'm paying a guy right. that that opportunity. Right. I know, you know, amongst the table is after you catch your first fish, right. you're done. You're going to pull. Yeah, you swap. Yeah. Just Maybe that's where it comes from is or, that saltwater mentality. Or if... Right, but that's you know, that's you and a buddy yeah. sharing the boat. If you know, right. yeah, if, like if I paid eight hundred dollars for a guide in the keys, I'm not gonna yeah. catch my first turn and be like, "Yo, buddy, we well, gotta swap right. up till you well, get one." Even that, I deny a lot of people that will catch a fish that are you know from out of town or the other side of town, regardless of where they're from, and they'll be like, "All right, time to switch up. You get up here." Yeah, no, no. fuck, you do it to me all the time. I know, Same. but it's. Oh, oh, all right, I, hold on. Case I, in point. Case I don't in point. Want to... And this is going to probably jump ahead, um, but we may as well cover it and just weave it into this. So, you got sick and missed the Colby Acuff show. Yes. Um, and we had already talked to Colby about mm-hmm. um, getting out, working towards the goal of getting Colby his first redfish. Correct. Um, Colby, um, he's a rod. Yeah, he, he's he, not a sport. Right. He's a rod. He 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 can fucking cast. He is great on a boat. He gets it. He used to guide. He understands. We can put you in the fucking position, but you got to close the yeah. deal. So we had fished him once before, and when we did it, Mark pulled. I fucking rode bitch on the front of the console. And we said, Colby, the fucking dance floor is yours. It's mm-hmm. yours all day. Don't feel any fucking obligation or urge or need to share it with us. We want to help you realize getting your first redfish. And he had a great follow out of several decent yeah. um, shots, legit shots, we call them. Uh, but it just never, it, it didn't fucking come to fruition. So we have a plan and it's even a narrower window this trip of, hey, I've only got this amount of time to go out on the water. Um, Are you guys still down? We're like, fuck, yeah, we're down. So then Mark calls me like on his deathbed, and it's like, (laughs) I can't go to the show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I, I was like, all right, no problem. Um, So I immediately get on the horn, Mm -hmm. and I call Tanner Sievert, and I'm like, Tanner, I need a fucking favor if at all possible. Yep. Fucking got this really narrow window. I need to take somebody out. They're looking for their first redfish. Can you, are you available? Number one. He's like, yeah. I was like, can you do this for me? He was like, fuck yeah, no problem. Uh-huh. So we go out. Tanner knows what the program is. Colby's never caught the redfish before. Um, but Tanner's never fished with him before either. And we get out. And immediately, I know what Tanner's doing because I can tell by the way he's fucking calling stuff out. He's wanting to get a sense of, is Colby a fucking... Ability. Yeah, yeah, what's his ability? What You know, can he take direction? Can he put the fly where, you know, and bam, we're, we're fucking 
yeah. we're cooking with gas and he realizes it so we're like there's an up tempo in the in the skiff we're we know if the fucking fish presents we've got a high we, probability yeah. of making this happen today and we're seeing fish which is great so colby ultimately gets his first redfish and colby who's been around the game long enough is like dude you want to get up here and fish to me because i've been sitting yeah. on the front of the you know console i was like nope nope and he's like no man i, I caught my <laughs> red i'm like bro you come to florida once a year maybe twice right. like fuck off turn around have fish a have a good right. time and you know those are the situations where i go into it knowing that i'm not going to fish i'm there i'm there to watch i'm there to share in the experience i'm there to mm-hmm. help land the fish fucking high five fucking take some pictures and enjoy the moment mm-hmm. amongst a group of friends but like ben said if i paid 800 bucks and i'm down in the keys none of you motherfuckers no. are getting invited to go with no. me because no. I'm not splitting the time. No. I did that once before. It was my I, dance floor. <laughs> I, I went with somebody that was like, let me even back up a little further. I went with a guide that came very highly recommended, fished with him, had a phenomenal fucking day, started with a bonefish, tarpon. We, were having a, we had a phenomenal day. And come back telling somebody about it and they're like oh man we should go down and you know split a trip with him i was like yeah okay that that sounds good and the whole thing of you switch when somebody catches a fish well if you don't get to go first or even if you do get to go first and you catch a fish real quick and then who you're splitting the charter with ends up struggling and struggling and struggling. There's a disparate amount of time within a finite period that they're going to spend on the dance floor. And you're going to sit back there and just be like, Hmm. Oh, you fucked that one up. I'm going to fuck that one up. Right. How many fucking times do you get to fuck up a shot and it not count towards your fucking number of shots? Like, you know, and, and and it gets to be a tough thing where it's like, how do you define the strikeout? Yeah, like what you know, you either get to we rotate on a fish caught or three, you know, misses. swings and misses. Yeah. But then it gets to, well, was that really a quality swing and a miss, or was that like, uh, eh, well, there was a fish over there, but it really wasn't an eater. Um, so that's why beyond that one trip, if I'm going to go pay for a trip. Larry is going to be a selfish, greedy bastard, go by himself, and I'm going to have the dance floor to myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I'm just the opposite. I'd rather have the working end. Not that I have, you know, dialed in. No, no, the no, no. Bow. But that's different. That's different. That's, that's us fishing here, or if we drag the skiff somewhere else, that's a couple of friends going. I have no problem spending the full day on the back of the boat, if I'm capable of it, you know, like let's for, for transparency, Larry hasn't pulled the the skiff very much in the last three years. Right. Um, and, and and I wish I could, um, but, and you guys are always super generous with no, stay up there, stay up there. Um, but see, it's not, 
Yes, being generous, but it's more so that if Ben comes up to my neck of the woods Mm -hmm. or I come up to your neck of the woods, yeah, I'm in my home waters with Ben, but I could always learn more. Right. So I'm the, you know, he's my guest for the day. You know, his, his tick, maybe your pop. Right. So to learn Mm -hmm. different people's things. All right, Ben, you need to jerk off a gerbil. Larry, you need to jerk off a vole. Right. Okay. Um, and and I, I like that, not that I have an accomplished career in fish, but I enjoy that more watching you, Jacqueline, Ben, other Ben, whoever. Well, well there's, there's extreme value in it as well from the standpoint. And I don't want to give that up. And, 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 and I, I completely appreciate where you're coming from because I'm the same way to a point mm-hmm. if I'm paying I have an yes. expectation. It's my. It's, it's my. It's my day to fish. Yeah. Um, just for whatever reason, I'm out of town. I'm somewhere strange. Whatever. I'm gonna just pay my way and fucking go to it. Yeah. Um, here locally or on a trip with somebody, if we're dragging the skiffs wherever, there are times where, depending on who I'm fishing with, just being honest, depends on who I'm fishing with. If I see a lot of value in your ability compared to my skill set, I'm probably more inclined to leave you up front and encourage you to stay up front because I'm poaching at that point. I'm poaching on your abilities because I know there's something that you're doing contrary to my game that I like, but I haven't fucking figured it out yet. So I want you up there so I can study your approach to fish. And that's, I've got the best seat in the house back here. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, it's for selfish reasons. I know that you're better on a particular type of day or just a fucking particular time of the year mm-hmm. that or or I've been in a slump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and I know that you've had kind of a hot hand lately. So I'm like kind of you know, the fish do. The fish change their attitudes from year oh, yeah. to year, month to month. Day to and day. Day to day. And so I will intentionally encourage you to stay up there because I am literally poaching your knowledge base without saying it and and I want to see <laughs> what you're doing so and apply that to okay mm-hmm. how you know I've what? been cuz that's cuz yeah. you know fair enough you I... get into you, okay so you get into a rut or a routine where I'll make a cast and I'm pretty confident in saying that I can typically put a cast pretty close to where I want it yeah. on a fish to feed the fish. But sometimes I get into a rut of how maybe I'm stripping. Yeah. And that's really the crux of when you turn the fish on and the fish is like, Hey there, sexy crab. But it and wants to come over. Top. 
that's watching your fly. Right. To help you realize. To help you and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, slow it down. Slow it down. Right. Versus, okay, that helps. But if you are already doing whatever it is you're doing without me really needing to say anything, Mm -hmm. because if I'm on the back of the boat and beyond going, Mark, do you see the fish at two o'clock? No. Um, By the old mangrove with no leaves, uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I see him. Take it when you want it and you make the shot. I'm going to stay quiet until I feel like you're. You need a sense of direction. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. you know, like the fish is like starting to not pay attention and I'll be like, whoa, 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 slow it up, slow yeah. it up. But yeah. if, if if everything's going well without me saying, I'm just going to shut just, my fucking pie hole and let it happen. Yeah. And that's where I'm watching and going, okay, mm, it's like okay. more of a long, slow, mm, smooth yeah. strip. Yep. Fish is like oh, right yeah. there. And then Mark does a little... Bump, bump, and that's when he fucking eats it. And all I've been doing is going cast, strip, 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 strip. So see what I'm saying? I do. And that's that's Mm -hmm. kind of (laughs) no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't think of another word. I'm poaching your fucking technique. I'm watching. You know, I'm fucking Ben. Yeah, multiple times. Skipping flies up under these mangroves like nothing. And listen, everybody gets caught up in the mangroves. It's it's part of the game when you're fishing the mangrove game. But what are you laughing about, Ben? Because your face is like I've never seen him do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I don't think bad. that's true. My bad. Um, but what I think Ben has a very good mangrove game where I've kind of like modeled. Uh huh. Kind of what he does into what I do based off of what I've learned right. on the polling platform. And, I, I mean, I've definitely poached. Now, <laughs> so I'm going to ask one question, All and right. then I'm going to unload. Um, so, or I'm going to unpack okay. uh, a little that bit. That sounds less threatening. Yeah. yeah. So are most of these casts that Ben is making, these this this um, magic that's happening around the mangroves is this blind casting into little pockets and just like, yes. Yes. Okay. Because I, in the number of times that Ben and I have fished together, probably the number one thing that I get frustrated with Ben about, and I don't know whether you've ever realized it or not, and I've tried to communicate it, and sometimes I, I become a very poor communicator when I get frustrated, is I feel like you think that just fucking cast versus acknowledging that you really see it. Bef- mm-hmm. and, and like I'll be like, you know, fish at such and such... And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, whenever you're ready. And when you make the shot, you're not even fucking in the same ballpark with so, the fish. And I'm like, but I think wait a fucking second. Why Why didn't you just say, no, I don't quite have it I'm going to try to play the middleman here before okay. Ben answers. Okay. And I'm going to say that is a regional game where in the mangroves, sometimes you can see a snook hiding up under it. 
sometimes you can see tarpon, whatever. Right. And you're you're making your plan to to get it up in there. You're, and there's a lot of times you're blind casting. Uh huh. Now you come my direction, Middle North River. Right. And it's a sight fishing game. Okay. You come Mosquito Lagoon. Right. And it's strictly sight fishing. Right. Like you are calling the shot from the platform, the pulling platform. Right. To your guy on the bow. And you have to commute. I was, I'm on vibrate, so. You on the polling platform have to communicate to the guy who's sight fishing slash blind casting 75% of the time Mm -hmm. to get him on target. So I think it's, it's just, it's just regional. If he spent more time. Just like, just, I'm the perfect example. I spent enough time with Ben to where I've learned to hop, skip, and shoot tight shots. And Ben is doing the same thing, Middle River, Mosquito Lagoon, learning. Yeah, I would say, so like, I cut my teeth on wading docks with a fly rod and taking mangrove shots that were mangroves were hanging from these yeah. microphones to the table that right. foot to 18 inches um and i got i think i get good at anticipating where a fish should be based should on be. that yes i can look at pockets of mangroves and be like three that look almost identical that's the pocket that's the one you want yeah um well, you did that our last trip out even though it was you know a two and a half inch snook. It was still a fish in the spot yeah. where you wanted to go, right? And then the redfish game. The redfish game by me, it is sight fishing, but you almost get like you see it here, and then you'll lose it, and you mm-hmm. almost have to anticipate yeah. where he's going to pop out. And that has changed a lot as growth goes. The biggest thing, and I would say more recently with you that I've learned is the ability to just slow down, right? Take your yeah. time. You're yeah, because I would rather you be like, nope, I don't see it. Yes. Um, you know, instead of saying, yeah, 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 and then make a cast when you really don't truly see it. Well. And then, because then, now we've got 30 feet plus of line out. Yeah, and you got to pick it up. And you got to pick it up, and we're going to spook the fish. Right. And then Larry's going to be pissed at the back of the boat yep. that we fucked up a shot because we took a shot without knowing where the fish was, even though we said we did. And this isn't me beating. No, you no, up. no. This I'm, is, this me is a very good conversation. You, you know, and and a lot of times for me too, what I had to learn too, and I think you and I have talked about this on the boat, is I hadn't caught that many redfish. Right. So I didn't always know what I was looking at and looking for. Right. And when I started pulling you more and watching mm-hmm. you fish and let you call them out and me see them. Then I start you, you start noticing the like the patterns and the yep. different slight color shades and I've become better at identifying, oh, that is a fish, not a stick or a piece of grass that I yep. think a wavy grass or a mullet has fooled me many a time. Oh yeah. And yeah. so yeah. I think and I'm still gonna met you know how many jump times I've gone to the same stick on the same flat yeah, the probably. next day. Right. <laughs> and oh, yeah. so for me, Fishy looking bottom, the, we right. call it. Like when I first started, it was like, take the shot, take the shot. You got to take the shot now. So I, there was like this, oh, we're going to, we've got half a second. And I've learned that you don't, redfish nope. don't care. 
Like, you might have one cruising and he's gone. Yeah, if you're in a really loud, shitty boat, you might need to take a real fast shot. But (laughs) But, if if you're in a fucking good boat, (laughs) they shouldn't know that you're there. Yeah, I I just, I don't want to say grew up, because I was definitely a fully-ass grown adult. But, like, I learned with with an NFL or an NBA buzzer behind me saying, you got 10 seconds to make the shot or it's a turnover. And And that's how I feel on the polling platform. Yeah. but I'm also trying to better my game. So yeah, but, I've coached like, you on this fish. But damn, what can I do? But the time next I've time? spent right. watching Larry, I've learned that okay, he sees the fish. He did not rush that shot. He took six oh, yeah. seconds no, to wait absolutely. for it to be where he wanted yeah. and put it there. Yeah. And look how that fish reacted. He wasn't like he either went for it, didn't. But I've you know, you learn. Okay, we got to whoa up a little bit. This isn't a buzzer. This fish is going right right behind your head. And I. You know, hold on. So, I'll probably butcher his last name, Matt Omler, mm-hmm. yeah. um, up at uh, Old City. Old City. Was, yeah. um, I've actually reposted uh, a couple of reels of Matt fishing clients, mainly because I was so impressed with Matt's demeanor mm-hmm. as a guide from the back of the boat. Right. He puts no fucking pressure. I was going to say, I, I, he is so, fu- just, like, he is cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just gives them the information, very calm, doesn't get fucking excited, and lets them know where they need to be. Okay. Yep. All right. No, we're going to pick that up, recast that a little bit left. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's just so, he's a fucking smooth mm-hmm. operator. And I look at that and think, man, what a, I mean, like he should put on a fucking clinic right. for, and it's, it's definitely an acquired ability because I'm guilty of this as well. Sometimes when a fish just pops up. It does make you kind of feel like, oh, my yeah. God, there's a fish. you got to do this. And I've been guilty of it on the back of the boat. You know, yeah. if you ramp up the fucking rhetoric, the angler has no choice but to also Just. get kind of ramped up. Right. Yeah. Um, the first guide that I uh, is the dude, um, you know, Turcotte. He fucking, he's that same way like Matt is. Like, it's just yeah. a fucking hushed whisper comes from behind you. That says redfish behind the oyster bar. Mm-hmm. See him at two o'clock. He's moving right to left. Yeah, you're you're in range, man. Take him when you want him. I'm gonna turn the boat a little bit for you. Okay, all right. Just give it a bump. Hey, man, there you go. Yeah, you know, and it's just like right, <laughs> you know, and it's like fucking so on the down low, so zen. And those guides are pretty far and few between. And I think that's why I have a hard time giving up the platform. It's because of that, trying to learn mm-hmm. that craft and watching the fish and watching the angler. Because you can watch the angler's line and you're like, oh, you're, you're off, buddy. Give me one false cast. And then mm-hmm. bring it left just a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't got the calm part down yet. I get it, too excited when 
It's a it's a learned thing that I haven't learned. No. I have moments where I'm like, I nailed mm-hmm. that. Um, but I don't have my smooth radio operator voice no. dialed to no. all the time. And mine is usually there's a fish. Right. Well, where? <laughs> oh yeah. Ben's getting that. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm guilty oh yeah. Of that. There's yeah, one yeah. over there. Two o'clock. Well, Ben, well, can you give me a clock you, position just to get started if I, here? If oh, I can try to paint a visual picture, <laughs> let's just say. Bored, 11 o'clock. I'm like, fish, and it's like, spark, spark. Yeah. I'm like, I can see it. I can see the word in my right. head. It's like Tourette's. I cannot get no. it out of my mouth. And I'm no. going to be like, yep, guilty. 11 o'clock. And I, guilty. It's just one of those funny things where, like, I noticed. You and I have laughed about it several times. We have laughed about it. We have cussed about it. We have. Where I've laughed at myself a lot is. It's pretty funny. Fish right there. Yeah. Yeah. Fish right there. Where? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can well, we but can we get a direction left, right? There was. One, two, how about a little <laughs> distance help here? And we can use this to segue into it. But there was several moments in Savannah where I said, "Oh, that's a different ball game." My no, that's where I said, I "Why have I never been able to do this with Larry?" Because I waited, and I made a fucking dead nut shot, and I or I, or he literally like, "Do you see that ten? I'm like. Bro, I'm not used to tailing redfish. Point me in the right direction, and I waited till they got me there before I took that shot. I said, yeah. "Why have I never like? Why have I never slowed down enough and just like thought to communicate that?" Right. So, so catching my first Spartino mm-hmm. red with Larry was a traumatic experience for me, not because of what was coming off mm-hmm. of the platform, it was because of the damn fish. We chased that thing Fucking around. Fucking forever. For, right. And then Larry was just like, you know what? Just, just hit it in the, in the head. Just, just, and that's what it was. Yeah. At the end of chasing this thing around in the grass for 35 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were doing it like you would... And normally respect a little bit of their fucking personal space. No. He just wasn't seeing it. And man, when Mark like fucking bounced it off his forehead, he's like, shit, right. a crab but, just uh, dropped out of the grass right. in front of me and crushed it. You know, and like he's, you know, okay, we got to lead it a little bit. It's got to fall down into the grass. Mm-hmm. It's that the grass is a different ball game. It's, it's so tricky because this is, this is my fifth flood tide yeah. trying to go and make something happen. Right. And sometimes it's you and I have just had shitty conditions and yeah. weird flood. You and I have had more weird floods than yeah, anything. Yeah. Man. Um, or we've like seen fish at the last second or something, but it's dropping too much to keep playing. And so my buddy Ryan, we had been talking for about, about a year and a half trying to set up going to fish a flood up there. And one reason or another didn't work out on one of our ends. This, pa- um, I don't know what weekend it was. It was the 14th of October. My wife was busy. His wife was out of town. And we're like, fuck it. Let's do it. I was like, I'll let her know I'm leaving Friday after work. Tides lined up, right? Tides yeah. were like, he kept saying, he goes, if you can make this weekend, this is the tide. So we we rolled into Turtle Shell Lodge. His house has like a bunch of turtle shells on the wall. Okay. Oh, um, awesome. And okay. we called it, because the ladies were away, and this is a men's only weekend, this was the men's redfish brochongo. <laughs> oh, um, oh so brochongo, not brochacho. 
Yeah, brochonga. We did. I just, I just took every A and made them O's because um, that's about as good as I am at Spanish. And so we came up with the game plan. We stayed up way too late, and then we're like, "Okay, we're getting up at four a.m." We got what was up. what was your favorite item in the angler's four bag? Four a.m. Um, the commemorative. What I don't know what brand it is. It, Think like one of those Yeti wine tumblers. Uh-huh. Um, I accidentally wound up with one in my truck with coffee stains still in it. So that's nice. my favorite angler's bag item. Um, got up at 4 a.m. hoofed it because the tide was early, early. Um, no, where we wanted to go. Screw your damn redfish, Ben. 4 a.m. Well, we had we had an hour drive the first day. <laughs> nah, got down, got on the water. It was cold, and I'm like, thank God I packed a hoodie. Get to the flat, and he says. Heads up, this flat lately has been better on outgoing. Thank you, Grundens. Thank you, Grundens, for sure. And then scored a sweet Gore-Tex after that because I was like, the hoodie kept me warm, but this would have kept the the mm-hmm. last bit of chill off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Got on the flat. Water came up. We pulled on, and for like the first hour, we didn't see anything. I could, I could hear a little bit of the panic. Daniel and Tony were in the other boat. I could see they weren't making headway, and we're like, we'll meet in the back. Yeah, but that's the crazy thing. How can you see anything in the goddamn grass? It's there, Especially the, if they're not tailing. It, well, well that's, that's the what thing. we're getting They're at. just not seeing any tails. <laughs> no. And so we finally see one tail pop up, and he's like, you got it? I was like, not yet. He says, look. T-, he's like, so I point the rod. He's like, probably move, like, look 10 feet further up the water. And there it was. Little wave. And right as I cast, it just drops and disappears. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we give the tick, and we yeah. like. There's there was nowhere for it to go. Obviously, I'm there was, but we're like, right, yeah. we yeah, we got to the point we pulled right where he was. And we're like, where did he go? We never found him. Right. Another thirty minutes mm-hmm. pulling around. We finally get around to Daniel and them. We're like, how y'all doing? He's like, man, we ain't seen anything. He's like, it's pretty bad. He's like, is this flat dead? He's like, I wonder what. He's like, maybe they graduated, and it's like we're waiting on in between. So we like take a little break, pop a couple barley drinks, and are sitting there. And all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> tail comes up, and it's like right where this channel is, right on the other side. He says, "See, I was like, got it." And he's like, "I'm let me get you a little closer." So I just waited, got you know within that thirty-five foot window instead of the fifty. Uh huh. Tick, tick, and then we were off to the races, and we hooked up. The the stoke was high mm-hmm. right at the same time. Tony wound up catching his fish. Tony's from Atlanta. He's never fished the flood over there, and so we were we were the bow hogs of the weekend. They wouldn't let us swap out, um, which is very kind. And so we catch our fish. We all get done. We're celebrating because the tide's like we're slack, but moving more toward going out. Right. Trying to calculate how much longer we can be back here. And that's always my nightmare is it scares me. Yeah. But they knew it. I was like, you got it. You tell me. And so we're sitting there and they're like, we need to go. And then all of a sudden he's like, you see that tail? And it was like, we were in a thick grass clump channel thin. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's a big fish. And he's like, grab the rod. And we get up there and we move around that cut. And he's like, take the shot. And I, one cast right where I needed to go. That thing came tight. We were off to the race, and all of a sudden, gone. We're like, what the fuck? And we pulled out no curly cue, but I broke like right above the blood knot, 
and and I had caught a fish, so okay. like it should have been like I'd fought that fish for a good couple minutes, minute or two. And no idea what happened. I don't know, but shit happens. Shit happens, and I lost the fish. But and then we're like, okay, so it's we got around it. out there with two. There's feet something of- going with some jewelry and like two <laughs> feet a liter, and went back, and they were like. None of us had eaten breakfast. We had a, like a beer apiece. Oh, that's right, because you started it for. Yeah, I had I had some gas station like <laughs> no uh, charcuterie roll ups, <laughs> and they were like, "Let's go, let's go to Old City Diner. We've heard about it. We've never been." And I was like, thinking this is like local Waffle House. I'm like, "Yeah, man, whatever. Sounds good." So we missed the turn the first time, and we, we were like, "Oh, we missed the sign." I was like, "Missed the sign." We like U turn, and there's like this plywood sign with vines going over that says Old City Diner this way. Nice. And we hang a right, we go down, and I was like, even there, like, are we in the right place? Because it's just houses. And all of a sudden, it opens up, and there's one house, and then there's one house. The parking lot is covered in just carpet scraps to keep the mud down. And then it's this beautiful red house with crutches, license plates, hubcaps hanging all over the building and this gentleman walks out wearing like yoga jean leggings a black (laughs) shirt and a flopped over chef's hat that's just stained with grease and oil and he's like we're like are you open he's like yes i am and he's like just follow me inside and have a seat and he calls his waitress who was supposed to come in he's like Tina, honey, we have family here. We I need your assistance. And he sounds like he talks like Michael Jackson. And he um the talks like Michael Jackson does this larger than life character. We go inside the shop and there's just the flooring is all carpet scraps, no table matches. There's pictures of customers on the wall, but it's also like a weird thrift shop where everything's for sale. And he's just leading me one room after another. And I've left these guys because now I'm on cloud nine. And they're all sitting there having a discussion like, I don't think we should eat here. You're like, fuck, this is the best place to be eating. So then they go in to find me and they're like room after room. They're like, where the fuck did he go? (laughs) And I come out. I was like, oh, my God, this is the one. Like, I don't this might be the highlight of this whole trip for me. And they're like, dude, you're really amped. I think we should go. I'm like, no, 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 no. Th- this is it. And so we we go in. He takes our drink order. I order sweet tea that was, he, you took the sip of the sweet tea, and it instantly, before you could swallow it, went to just tasting like pure Dixie Crystal. It was nice. so sweet. You had to chew it at the end. Yes. And it was, he didn't have a liquor license. So it was BYOB. He's like, go get your beers out of the boats. Come bring them in and have one. And... We start talking, and he's like, do you know what you want to order, or are you going to trust your chef? And I immediately, everyone's like, um, I kind of want, I was like, trust your chef, full stop. Just surprise us. Surprise. 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 It, it's we have him on the line. Okay. No, you're cook. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. Chef Jerome. Yeah. Jerome, yeah, see. Jerome. Jeromus and Krask. Um, the, that's, my, that's my alter ego. Yes. What's up, Jameson? Um, Good. Doing really well. Ben's regaling us with a story of uh, his 
grass bass and uh, his mighty breakfast yes. with, with Chef Jerome. Well, this this moment we're in lunchtime. They open at noon. Okay. And so the waitress calls him back while I'm in there and just chews him out and cops down to because she's a single mom and it's very un- like you calling me is this is not helping. I was in the shower. He's like, honey. Honey, I'm not the one who made poor life to choices and wound up as a single mom. <laughs> yeah. We have guests here. He hangs up. He's like, you'd think she'd want to work. She made $300 in tips just last night. And they're only open three nights a week. And he's Damn. like, I was like, I got you. You tell me what you need, and I'm your boy. And so he's like, well, you just sit down. I'm going to go get started. I'll come back. Ten minutes later, we're all like looking around. There's fishnets hanging from the ceiling and like tables with like different commemorative posters of dead celebrities there's Scarface memorabilia ever like fake guns from the movie and bags of cocaine and I'm like yeah. this is awesome and they're like we're going to die cocaine. here and I'm like did you take any pictures of this place? Pictures of it. I've had two reels I'm sitting on one is the Brochongo reel which basically ladies don't take offense everything we saw you do at the Pachanga we mimicked in the boy version oh this is good and Till I talked about the podcast, I have not, and then I have one that is just old school diner because it is. I I can't even to describe Chef Jerome. Have you you know the? It's it's not even diner. It's like supper club. No, but that's what he calls it. Like okay. that's the name. But okay. it is straight supper club. You know the meme of Samuel Jackson from Die Hard Three, where he's like in a wife beater, looking like this, and he's like frazzled. That is Chef Jerome, and. So he comes back like 10 minutes later. He's like, all right, come back here. So I go in the kitchen. He's like, grab a plate, grab tongs. He's got this big-ass platter. And he's just he's dumping shrimp, grouper, all the sides. He's like, plate this, plate that, carry that out there. Comes back with half a rack of ribs. Brings out there like, oh, my God. And he's like, I told you. He's like, my heart is just so happy that you're here. He's like, this is... <laughs> He's like, I re- don't. No one's gonna leave here hungry. I'm like, God no. I mean, it was like three pounds of shrimp, a pound and a half of grouper. Wow. His French fries were just giant russet potatoes cut in quarters and fried up. They were so good. So and why, then, you, the, why do you make him sound like Michael Jackson? Again? Because that's because how he, he talks. He's like, okay. hello, I'm Chef Jerome. Like, it's it, if you heard him, you'd know. But I guess the big claim to flame is Ben Affleck loves his restaurant. He's been there like six times, so he has his own table. And he refers to him like they are best friends. I mean, um, and you come in six times. Like the slogan is, I guess he, Chef Ben Affleck said something like, "He's like, well, do you want order?" He's like, "No, I'm going to trust my chef." And so that's become yeah. the slogan. Now you got to be careful to trust your chef because the price is very oh, yeah. fluctuating. Oh yeah. Um, worth it for the experience. Uh, it sounds like it. And so I go and I help him. And when I we eat, we're like, oh, my God. He brings us to-go boxes. We filled five to-go boxes completely to the rim. And four, like, men who have not eaten all day. Like, just more grouper, shrimp. It was some of the best, like, just good grouper. And he buys a shrimp off the boat every day because he wants a certain size, and he can't get that from the dealers. Yeah. And so I go back there, and I'm like, Chef Jerome, I've got your plates. He's like, put them over there. And I walk over to say something to him, and he's got a a shrimp and he holds it up and on his chair is a scarlet macaw parrot sitting there in the kitchen with him he's feeding him shrimp raw, giving raw, him raw shrimp yes raw shrimp giving him root beer he's like he loves shrimp and root beer and 
while he's sitting here <laughs> peeling the shrimp and getting them ready for dinner. And then I'm sitting there. We're talking. I was like, dude, we've had a wonderful time. Now, what we ran into, his credit card machine was down. Only one of us had any cell phone service. And we had to negotiate with this guy on Cash App to pay for our <laughs> meal. Say, and then we had to get service. Like we're, They were like, we're going to leave you here and go find an ATM. He's like, they close his ATMs 10 miles back to the highway. We're like, that's fine, man. Like We're, we're going to take care of you. And he's like, I got Cash App. <laughs> right, I would have been like Jerome. How is this my problem? And then we tipped him, which is funny because he didn't give me the tip. Uh, no, it was fine. But like, we go in and we're talking. All of a sudden, the phone rings. He's like, "Can you answer that for me?" And I pick it up. I'm like, "Old school diner. How can I help you?" Mm-hmm. Chef Jerome, do we have any gator tail right now? He's like, Mm-mm, "We don't mess with that during mating season." He's like, "It's going to be a while." I was like. Chef Jerome says it's going to be a little while. It's mating season, so we're going to wait for it to die down. He's like, that's understandable. And I hang up, and he's like, <laughs> he goes, holy shit. He goes, you did good. And then he says, uh, you really should come back up here after mating season because I make very good gator tail. I have a special sauce, and you will love it. <laughs> and so I'm like, the whole time, I'm on cloud nine. I was like, this place is so fucking cool. So, so Ben it's, has found his licking chicken. Yes. This this is the Georgia licking yep. chicken. And to the point I said, now you're only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the whole time we're talking, I'm telling the guys, I was like, I have to get the podcast up here. We ha- These guys need it one time. Right. And he, there he goes, well, I host private parties. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to give you my per-. And he pulls it. He's like, write this down. Writes on a piece of scrap, like newspaper, his cell phone number. And he's like, you want to? He's like, we're open Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday from noon to dinner. He's like, but you want a party on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? <laughs> you call Chef Jerome. We're family now. I'm going to make that happen for you. You yeah, tell I me mean, what you want. You answered his phone. So I'm thinking, he says he can seat up to 210, which is way more than we'll ever do. But I think we need to have a, we'll call it the South of Savannah. Southern soiree. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And South of Savannah is cooler. No, not, that, that's not, not south. immediately okay. south that's of. That's northwest. But it's. <laughs> okay, whatever. Pooler's it's a little, little closer to the Florida state line than Savannah. South of Richmond Hill. It's, we're, we're in Kenny Dodd territory. Okay. okay. Um, gotcha. And I think we just tell them. We would like this and this and your sides because we got to keep him from going crazy. Now, what's his side? Uh, the sides he made were greens or mac and cheese. There's a lot of options, but he made for us mac and cheese, which when you looked at it, you're like, "This is probably okay." It was damn good. It was like made with like like baked ziti noodles. Oh like big. yeah, it was good. Okay, good potato salad, okay. coleslaw, and then the French fries is what he made for us. And we, we couldn't finish it. Yeah, it was but, so good. It was unbelievable. But Papa can't do potato salad if but, it's, it's mustard-based. I don't think it really was. Yeah, you. I mean, there's plenty of potato salads and, that aren't mustard-based. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely, My family's never had mustard-based. Yeah, mustard-based. He, he definitely yeah, had amen. greens. He had yeah, greens okay. on the menu, too. We could definitely be like, we like greens, macaroni. Oh, like, yeah. We could curate it. All right. And have like a little brochacho. Everyone comes up. We tell them like it's X, it's going to be X number of dollars a plate to get him to do this for us. And we got RSVP, so we know because we're doing it our own private party after hours. It's like it's got like because all the carpet, none of it. It's like carpet remnants that he bought on sale. So it's right. all different heights, different oh, colors. Gross. It's got that like 
<laughs> musty. Well, you're not going to eat off the floor. It's got like musty oh, no. thrift shop scent to it. Uh-huh. And then it's got like all the tables are just like, okay, Goodwill has this one for $5. This one, nothing matches. It's beautiful. Yeah. And he's got a, he's like, you can put whatever you want on the stereo, which is just like a big ass 90s boombox with like seven CDs. Nice. And you can like, I might have an antenna to get the radio. I don't know. So not your Ben Fluencer, but the El Pescador. Uh, yeah, El Muchacho Pescado. Yeah, Fest. Fine. But, and yep. then like, we El left. Mucho Pescado yep. Seafood Festival. Yes. Yep. And it was it was a highlight. And so we get back. We're hanging out because the, there's no flood that night. So then the next day. Festival. Festivale. We fish Carnival. closer to Savannah. And we get on a flat. Like, we give them, like, you want to go left or right? They're like, we'll go left. So we go right. And, of course, like the only creek into where we're going to try to fish is just littered with dolphins. So you can see our actively busting redfish and trout. Oh, nice. So our flat goes dead. We motor over, and there's just sheep's head tailing everywhere. Sheep's head tailing? Tailing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the grass, they do. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Like six of them. And, like, we keep thinking it's reds and it's sheep's head to the point we're sick of casting it. But we're all doing it because it's like... Yeah, they'll eat every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, every once in a while, you're going to get lucky. And the whole time we're over here, we've Prison like, permit. We've like mm-hmm. moved up on the same flat as Daniel and Tony. But Tony's three fish deep already. He's like caught three reds. It's awesome. And we mowed around and we never see a red. That, well, we have one that I get a shot off of that I see laying in the grass and he just never finds it. And then he rolls off. And so we moved to the other side. And then he's like, uh, the tide's like, we've got five minutes. And he's like, we're going to get over here. There's going to be sand. You're going to see a red coming off. And sure enough, I mean, the thing was, it was big for a flood tide red. It was a tank. It was a tank, and it was lit up. Like, almost looked tannic in color. Uh-huh. But then the water was clear. He comes, and I fucking laid this beautiful cast. And he spooks so goddamn hard. He just rushes <laughs> off the flat. And then we're, we're going to pull down this next way. And there's these kids that are running around in, like, daddy's boat four of them blasting music and they're like running the edge and they're like cutting you off, throwing a couple casts and pockets with spinning gear. And like, so they kind of ruined the whole rest of the run for oh. us. So we're like, all right, whatever tides out, we had fun. So it was, it was a one fish trip other than the second one I broke off. Right. Tons of like antics and laughing and hanging out and doing brochongo things. Right. Um, a killer trip. The yeah, Trail man. Lodge it sounds like awesome. It. That's fucking sick. Hanging out with bird dogs and what? Well, Ryan's got two bird dogs at the house, and oh, so we're like okay. just we're just hanging out with dog. Like you know, just it was like it was as close to being hanging out in the chill as you're gonna get on a fishing trip in nice. Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Wah, wah. And went to a bunch of different dive bars in the evenings and. One of them had a one of them had a mini bowling alley. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yes. And the what? Is it duck bowling? I don't know. It's it's like a the it's like a thirty maybe a twenty foot alley. Yeah, it's called duck bowling. Okay, and they had a league. Um, and it apparently is gets pretty competitive when it's in season. Jay Quillen's neck of the woods. No, she. I got the thumbs up. She did mention she's like (laughs) you're here and you're not even seeing coming to say hi and I just thumbs up. It was a brochongo. There were no yeah, one there was allowed. no fifty fifty nope. bullshit going this on. This was a men's only tournament weekend. Oh, it would have been a lot of. Me- there was a school I attended, and we would go over to old Tigby, and just 
Mm-hmm. Pretty much wreck the whole town. <laughs> <laughs> but good bars. Ton of fun. Great hosts. Um, they're definitely coming down at some point in the, I think, the spring to come. Okay. Say hi. Awesome. Um, good people. You gonna put them on giant tarpon? Giant micro baby tarpons. Sweet. Lapoons. Well, uh, while you were telling an epic story, fucking well done. Thank you. Um, Jameson we joined us from uh, the upstate, but you're not in the well, upstate anymore, are you? No, I am on uh, west coast of Florida. I've Ooh. been all over the country in the last week. So, yeah, you've so been you're, uh, you're sounding. You're like pretty. you're like taking on the the <laughs> Ted character. Yeah, fucking flying yeah. around everywhere. You're sounding pretty yeah. beat. No, I'm good. I'm good. I survived Vegas, so it's it's the uh, you know four days of sitting in a smoky casino. What, oh, what happened gross. in Vegas? So, nothing. It stays in Vegas. <laughs> Fuck! I was trying to trick him into starting to tell us, and then I was gonna be like, "Motherfucker, it stays in Vegas." That's Sorry, right. Punchline stolen. Um. So uh, you and Pops are ready to uh, head over this way tomorrow morning. Yes, I have the alarm set bright and early, so I can. Uh, Hopefully, beat Orlando traffic and. Uh, What's the weekend? It shouldn't be any, bad. But here's it's the always bad. It's, well, it's, it's true. So, so while I love Jameson to death, I don't know if I'm more excited about seeing him, Andy, or the sport, sword spine. Right, oh, sword spine's pretty high up on the list. Well, I, I'm happy that you care about my boat more than me, Mark. Okay, <laughs> I, I won't have take a, it personally. I have a question for you, Jameson. And I, I yeah. waited till I knew the Knoxville move was going to be quick. Brief. Do you Brief. have room for like a 36 no. by maybe no. 12 inch to 18 inch tall piece of art? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, the, the, yeah, we can talk about it. No, that's all I, I mean, needed to know. You don't need to know what the art looks like. You're okay. gonna love it. Is it is it a you know portrait of you, Ben? I was gonna say. Like, do you, you remember know, that? First scene? off, that would be much bigger. That scene from Titanic when he was <laughs> yeah. Thinking of, yeah, it's just a Ben. No. Oh. <laughs> no, I just Risque. want. I, I had a. It's not really a housewarming gift, but a, of that nature that I wanted to give you. But I want to wait till you got the Knoxville move out of the way. And then I appreciate it. Just because it was one more thing to pack up in three months, but that's all. Okay. That is all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what uh, what what have you been up to other than doing a little traveling there, J Dog? Anything interesting? <sighs> Unfortunately, I really have not uh, been. You know had the red carpet rolled out for me and you know i i'm starting to question my true acumen as a celebrity angler um <laughs> i you know, the, i don't know maybe there's not as many anglers in the south say, carolina is, region is but, there a uh, big fishing community in Greenville? <laughs> Uh, not that I'm aware of. Have I, I have you know. have you figured out are you living in Greenville or Greenville? <laughs> oh, it, it's it's Greenville. It, okay, it's Greenville. Okay, I didn't know. It's full. Okay, I didn't know if that was a, and, and a vol situation. Because I didn't realize this. Everybody asks. I. It's like saying you know I live in Orlando, but there's a billion different uh, places you can live. Okay. Quote in gotcha. Orlando. Uh huh. 
so we're, I think, technically in Pickens. Okay. I think is the, the technical, and I could be totally wrong, but, uh, but no, loving it. Loving it so far. It's, Good. Uh, it's great. But unfortunately, I haven't, haven't been able to get out fishing. I did run up to, uh, run no. up to the fly shop. I found a fly shop. No, no. What That's kind up of- in Traveler's Rest, yes? Correct. Yeah, what, I went up to uh, Dodson Fishing Company in Traveler's Rest. What nice. c- What kind of fishing would it be in in that neck of the woods? Are you still like brook trout? Yeah. Rainbow so territory. The, it's kind of like the I, ju- I just jump sides on the the basic starts of the Appalachian mountain range. So, you know, it's an hour drive from sort of elevation gain to get up to trout fishing. So there's brook trout and rainbows, um, you know, I'm 30 miles from the North Carolina border. So, uh, it's, it's really, that's from what I understand. It's either you do that or you drive to Charleston because it's, you know, you take the highway and basically head, head for the coast. If you wanted to fish for redfish or you head into the mountains and chase trout. So, and there's, There's still some bigger rivers like um, the Saluda. I'm yeah, probably the Saluda. Reckoning, wrecking that name as well as uh, the Savannah's not far. So you could do like striper and smallies and uh, sort of the warm water fish okay. as well. Yeah. If you had a boat and were inclined. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking. Bluegill, bass, yeah. basses, mm-hmm. basses. There's, there's, there's a couple of pretty decent sized lakes. So I think once we get a little bit more established, and I decide that I can't live without my boat, I will, uh, I'll be exploring the bass lakes up there. Yeah, nice. Get your hook on oh. a red eye. It's a, it's a game I've got. Red eye. Trying to. It's type of bass. Mm-hmm. Type of bass. Oh, the red eye bass. Yeah, that's. Yeah. It's native, right? Yep. Yes. Only yeah. to the. Yeah. A, okay. Well, uh, we're uh, super excited to see you in person tomorrow, and uh, obviously on Sunday as well for the Derby. Such a um, big hug. Just uh, <laughs> can't wait to hug your neck and say howdy in person. Um, of course. Ben, um, what do we got for notes um, um, moving forward? We Do we feel like we've caught? On with IF4 thingy and dingy derby? No. Yeah, we, t- we covered it to start I mean, with, to the open the show. Oh, open. I feel like yeah. I feel like the odds of someone getting this far before yeah. tomorrow is pretty low, so let's circle back as a recap on the next episode. Yeah. Um, ABC 2020? Oh, um, that was, oh, that yeah. was tonight. Um, oh, actually, we missed that. Um, just uh, in my personal life... Um, kind of a weird situation went down um there's a story like a true crime story uh that took place um a portion of which was here in new smyrna beach um it was a young family um early 20s had a baby um the the father um, had kind of gotten involved with like a, a religious group that was kind of uh, kind of culty. Um, m- members of that uh, religious group were, would be seen walking around town like with these big white flowing robes, barefoot, kind of kind of just like a you know kind of a 
weird kind of vibe to them or whatever. Um, meanwhile, uh, at some point, the uh, couple decided to move um, in search of better work. Uh, he he and uh, the mom and the baby moved to... Uh, Arizona? No, to um, Houston. <laughs> That's raising Arizona. Houston. And um, while they were in Houston, um, apparently mom and dad were murdered. And the bodies were found. Nobody in Houston knew anything about the baby because they hadn't been in town long enough. And they were I think it was a while that they were um, seen as like John Doe and mm-hmm. Jane Doe. And uh, meanwhile, that baby somehow ended up all the way out in Arizona and a couple of ladies that met the description wearing those long flowing robes and stuff stopped at like some church and gave up the baby to the minister. And she was adopted by the minister and raised as his own daughter. And 40 years later, um, like, you know, like one of these 23 and me kind of tests or whatever, they figure out, that she's actually the daughter of this murdered couple. Um, beyond that, I don't know the details or whatever. So the weird part for us is, you know, we'd never heard about this. No. <laughs> um, Shannon gets a couple of phone calls. Uh, she was actually up in, um, where was she? Um, she wasn't at home. She was, on a girl's weekend and was busy having fun doing that. And she keeps seeing this same number out of New York city calling. And she of course just just ignores it. And Shannon's really good on her phone. If you get her voicemail, it says, Hey, don't bother leaving a message. If you know me or need to get a hold of me, text me. Um, cause I'm probably not going to check this. Yeah. And so literally she gets a text and she forwarded the text to me and it was basically, Hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm a producer with ABC News 2020. Uh, We would like to use your front porch and yard to shoot an episode of an upcoming show. Would you be open to that idea? And so Shannon forwards it to me. Is like, is this a scam? I'm like, sure sounds like one, but I don't know. Like, so Shannon ends up communicating enough with this person to find out a little bit more about what they're talking about. I did a little due diligence. The name of the girl supposedly that was the, you know, 2020 person, um, had a LinkedIn profile for 2020, um, you know, along with other work history or whatever you do a search for that about that story. Sure. Shit. It shows up. So I'm like, I don't know, you know, I guess we can continue talking about it and see where it leads. And, uh, legitimately it was 2020. And, uh, what had happened was, uh, they knew the residents where those kids grew up and like, you know, were young lovers and fell in love and got married and all that before they moved and the tragedy took place. And it's on the block where we live on Faulkner, but the house, which isn't big. big. And the house that, they grew up in is one of the houses that's currently being renovated. It's on the opposite side of our street uh-huh. all the way down at the corner. And 
has similar architecture to our house, you know, historic district. Nope, too close to home. And the way that they found <laughs> our house was they went to that house and they realized it was under construction or renovation. And the people that own it really weren't interested in having them do any filming because it would interrupt their, their work that was getting done. So the producer literally used Google Street View and like was like scanning the street and saw our house and said, fucking same architecture, same time period architecture, mm-hmm. went probably to the tax rolls, looked it up, figured out and was able to find Shannon's cell phone number and that's how they reached out to her. So I say, you know, yeah, it's fine, but, you know, we were going to need, you know, general liability, uh, show me a certificate of insurance, you know, with us as additional insured. And they did that. And we're like, okay, they're coming on uh, Wednesday. And it was the Wednesday that we were going to the Colby show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. literally they showed up and they did a bunch of fucking production and video shot, you know, shooting video and on the front porch, out in our yard, you know, the sidewalk, all that. I mean, they even had like people bring cars from like the late seventies, early eighties to park on the curb to like, you know, like it it was a full production. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it was neat. And, you know, we made a little bit of money. They, they paid to have the, the privilege to do it. And, uh, two days later they call us and they're like, Hey, um, is there any way we could come back and do a few more shots, but we would really like to be able to do a couple of things on the interior of the house pending, you know, if you can send us some pictures of these different, you know, like the living room, the kitchen, the dining room, if you had, you know, mm-hmm. done, we send the pictures. They're like, yes, perfect. It'll work. So we ended up two days of filming at the house and Friday night, which is right so at nine o'clock, so hour and a half ago, that show just went on to uh, ABC twenty twenty, and um, I guess it'll be streaming tomorrow night on Hulu. But uh, you know, it's just one of those things that it's like you never know what kind of weird opportunity is going to crop up, and. Uh, ended up that the uh, videographer that was doing all the shooting for 2020, you know, hired gun. Um, he is an Emmy award winning videographer, uh, cinematographer or whatever. Um, he's worked on and got an Emmy for uh, deadliest catch mm-hmm. back in like 2005. Um, Axemen on discovery channel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's one of the guys that developed and brought um, Storage Wars to, oh, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. And uh, then he's he's had a pretty extensive career since then with um, doing like outdoor documentaries and stuff with uh, Nat Geo. Mm-hmm. Um, Wyatt gets home from school at noon. It's his senior year, and he only has four classes a day. So Wyatt ended up hanging out with them, watching them do all the video production and talking to them and whatnot. And uh, this is the most exciting thing out of like, you know, I guess the the only reason I'm telling this story on the podcast is it's like if an opportunity knocks, you know, sometimes, you know, open the door and listen and see what happens because it might be like, you know, 
this manifestation can occur because by the time we were done uh, with this, he was like, dude, you're 18. Uh, this is what you're going to school for. Get in touch with me. Um, I can probably hire you and, uh, you know, not a full-time job, but, you know, uh, Something. you know, from time to time, I could use you as a production assistant and you'll be able to have that on your resume that you were a production assistant on this show, that show or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it might actually be a cool thing for Wyatt to continue to test the waters to see if, uh, this is really what he wants to pursue uh, as a career. So, I mean, like who would have ever imagined, you know, that this weird story happens down our street and it goes full circle to where they film it with us and our kid is actually looking to do that type of work, you know, Mm -hmm. as well as a career. So I don't know. I just thought it was neat. Um, I haven't watched the show yet. Obviously I'm sitting here. Uh, I can't wait to watch it because I know the general gist of the story. I don't know if I could watch it. That's really close to home. Mm-hmm. Like you have a cistern out back. Yeah, now I'm wondering oh. what's, what's down in. in there. Uh, well, okay, so you know what's really cool <laughs> is they were actually we we were asking them we were like, you know, when you guys need locations like that, like how do you normally do it? And they're like, well, we just happened to see your house, and mm-hmm. we we thought, well, let's get a hold of them. You know, they're it's this is perfect, um, but other than that, there's a couple of different apps that people register their property or their home and say, we're available if you want to use our property as a mm-hmm. set and you, you know, upload photos and pictures and stuff. And that way people in the movie production advertising and things like that can be like, well, we're looking for whatever. And you have keywords and they look and they go, yeah. And they'll huh. contact you and go, Hey, we're interested in doing a shot you know, a photo shoot or a video shoot, you know, cause your house appeals to us for mm-hmm. these reasons. And, uh, I said, Hey, do you guys ever need a creepy basement? And they're like, <laughs> you have a basement. I was like, dude, not only do I have a basement, I got a creepy ass fucking basement. <laughs> and I ran outside and like reached down in there with the, with the phone and like did a, you know, or a quick video mm-hmm. and came up, showed it to them. And they both looked at each other and they're like, fuck, where were you last month? We can fucking use this. <laughs> and then Shannon's like, do you guys just work here in Florida? And he was like, well, I mean, we're 2020. We cover the, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, why? And Shannon's like, Larry has a house in Tennessee that is like straight out of the 70s, like paneling. Yeah. And, yeah. and they were like, like real paneling and she's like oh yeah like what? built in 74 75 <laughs> probably finished around 77 completely and oh yeah 70s as 70s gets and she's like and there's a lot of property around it and you know there's like woods there's and they're like oh my god Get yes hot. yeah they're like we were we will be in touch nice <laughs> so super rad yeah kind of fun and uh it's also like I told them, I said, it's really neat to see how you guys make the sausage mm-hmm. because, you know, they were, I mean, it was like literally, you know, this news show by a network, but it was like really a, a shoestring budget that they're doing these shows with yeah. because like 
the actual producer was like an actor within the show. Oh, shit. You know, but, but because they weren't, you know, yeah. a lot of it was like shot in the sense that it was kind of slightly out of focus, mm-hmm. except for the hands typing on something, you know, right. or reaching over and taking a phone call from, you know, in the, in, in the background of when they reach over is all these family photos. And mm-hmm. so I, I just can't wait to see, we know what was shot, right? What made it into yeah. the actual show is what we're, you know, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I mean, yeah. they brought in cars, they brought in. Yeah. And so I talked to the guy, one of the car guys. What would you call it? And he he's based in uh, St. Augustine. Error correct. Period. Yeah, yeah. Period correct. Period correct. And uh, he said, uh, yeah, I'm in St. Augustine. I've got this kind of car, this kind of car, that kind of car, this kind of car. And, yeah, there's like an app where, uh, you know, they find us and they tell us, you know, they'll call us and say, hey, what do you have from this time period? And I'll be like, I've got this, 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 and the other. And uh, I said, how in the fuck did you get started with that? He goes, believe it or not, I grew up in New York City. He goes, have you ever heard of the show The Americans? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. He goes, that was filmed on the block where I grew up. He goes, and every morning I would get up to go to school, I would walk out, and my entire block looked like it was from like a different period of time. And I knew that those cars were rented on a daily basis for that production. So as soon as I was old enough, I started buying like kind of off-looking cars from different periods that like, you know... I just have a storage unit, and they know who I am and what kind of cars I keep. And he goes, they keep me busy. Oh, it's a great. Oh yeah, it's fantastic series. the The new goal is to try to get the heavy Chevy done enough (laughs) into a show, and (laughs) just well, think about it. Ninety eight Chevy that's like a little beat up. Yeah, absolutely. It will have a dash for the show. They probably but, wouldn't care if it did or did. Probably not, but just... Uh, just parked on the street somewhere. I can probably, if if I get lucky a couple times... Just think times, of the old Ford can, cab over. Yeah, I could, I know, I know. We're getting there. Um, You're not. But <laughs> you would either have to travel to Palm Bay or Titusville for those locations in said pickup truck. Not the cab over, but the heavy Chevy. Why? I mean, no, there are a couple scary areas by you. No, no, no. You you just trailer it wherever they need yeah, it to go. Yeah, all these cars were trailered there. And then oh, damn. you let them yeah. use it, and you just bring it back. Yeah, but it's like, part of the fee. I paid like, $1,000 for the heavy Chevy. There's a reasonable chance I could return that, hundred. Yeah. you know, make all Tenfold, my money back. Yeah. yeah, just for listing something and not caring whether someone uses it, it or uses not. It. Right. So, super cool. Same kind of vibe. So, Fort Pulaski was recently used for an upcoming movie that's uh, supposed to be a space launch. I don't know if it's called Apollo or one of them. It's supposed to mimic one of the 1960s space launches. And while they were doing it, um, they redid what what the locals call Rails to Trails. It's um, a Queens Island, uh, which had fallen apart through erosion and all the uh, um, deepening of the harbor for the Savannah ships that were coming in. But they came back and put in fresh new rock, created an entire parking area for everyone that wanted to utilize those islands because that was the filming location. So they brought in all this. They basically um, refurbished the whole. Thank you. uh, The whole area where they were filming. So we got to see the films, and then they put back and did better than the federal government's been doing over the past five years. So it's been like 
super cool to see the movies come in and actually like build back the community. Do, they, right, they, and they leave something positive right, in their yeah. wake. They did huh. a huge conservational effort, and now that whole area has been reclaimed. Back, yeah, op- open mm-hmm. back to the public. It's a bike path. Uh, That's awesome. All that, but yeah, it was a super cool movie kind of thing. I've been to happen. the fort. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert E. Lee was uh, whoa, the whoa. architect. You can't say that name. Was the architect yes, of, that, right. of that fort. Whoa. The uh, the thing that you know I find super interesting about that fort is it's an earthen wall fort built in a swamp. Mm-hmm. Dirt weighs something, mm-hmm. so you yeah. know swamp. If you start piling something up, it's just going to slough off and go back to freaking mm-hmm. level, right? Yeah. Um, so he recognized that and thought, you know, I got to do something. So you do you have you visited the fort and done very much reading on how it was built? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a hundred and hundred and thirty foot tall pine trees. They went and cut down in the eighteen hundreds mm-hmm. and drove them as piles mm-hmm. to stabilize before they built the earthen structure, and that's what supports it. Wow. And the you know it's uh, tannic, so mm-hmm. they're all you know driven into tannic acid, so they're completely preserved. Yeah. But it's it's basically you know they, they drove 130 foot that's piles. That's crazy. Yeah, How, that's can crazy. you imagine doing that? That's not possible. Back then, they yeah, had to that have doesn't help. sound like a fun job. Yeah, yeah. So they had to have help from the outside. I'm going to make a suggestion. Uh-huh. Same, same people that built the pyramids. Did you hear Joe Rogan talking about that with Elon? It no, would have taken s- like some. Absurd. Six hundred years. Or something yeah, like six hundred and twenty. Yeah. Let's say thirty years. Plus the cutting to tools. It's built. like razor edge. Yeah, I mean the fact that um, we can't admit that we just don't know how they were built. You right. know, people should. Right. You know, uh, there's no conspiracy there. We just don't understand who. Right. You know how how were they built? My Shoot. bad. Where Stone, were you going, Larry? Stonehenge. <laughs> um, My bad. No. Um, you brought up Rogan, which. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to say is, um, podcast wise, uh, recommendation from me to anybody listening, uh, Theo Vaughn about last weekend. Um, he just had Tucker Carlson on mm-hmm. forget about your politics, whether you like Tucker Carlson's politics or not. It is an epic podcast because both of them do a phenomenal job mm-hmm. of interviewing each other and it's funny as hell. It's absolutely funny as hell and you get to know a lot of stuff about both of them from a different perspective than you're used to mm-hmm. and uh, highly recommend it. But uh, what I was going to say is we're coming up on three hours on the podcast. Oh. It's also um, almost 11, and yeah. we've got places to be tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So whatever notes that we um, haven't gotten to, um, we'll get to the next, next time. Perfect. Um, I'm looking, and we're pretty good, but yeah. give me a Yeah, I was few, like, I wonder if I can do like a – can we wrap this up signal potentially? And you read my mind. So. Yeah. No, I think uh, we've got plenty, and we can just circle back and include those very soon on another yeah. episode uh, when we wrap up what happens the next couple of days. Perfect. So uh, with that being said, thanks for hanging out with us for three hours here around the old oak table. 
uh, episode 98, I think. 98. 98. All right. Well, um, just like the old heavy Chevy, it's a 98. And uh, we'll see a lot of you guys tomorrow and on Sunday. Can't wait to see you guys at the film tour, the film festival. Sorry. Jameson, thanks for Jamal. checking in with us. We'll we will tomorrow. see you in person yeah, tomorrow. And uh, travel safe, my friend. All right. Take care, buddy.